Hello and welcome to this episode 27 of the Northern Invasion podcast. And we are, um, it's it's quality, not quantity this week. Um, it's just uh, the old the old boys club. So it's, um, it's, it's myself, Stu West, and of course, the ever present Scott Smith. Good evening, good evening. So um, the other youngsters who were busy with their, their Friday evenings and Whatever it is that youngsters do on a Friday evening, uh, they're doing that rather than talking to us. So, Nation yeah, Atlantic that, eating for two. Yeah, that's it. They're probably just them two together, uh, staring <laughs> into each other's eyes for a glass <laughs> Pokemon of Pokemon or some Pokemon Go. That's what youngsters do, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? That's it. Rolling their uh, blacks on dice. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so what we've we been up to? Um, uh, hobby. I I have done very little because I've been playing games, um, but I am currently partway through building the fiddliest little blighter uh, you ever will see, um, and it's the the Arch Revenant. Uh, it's it's a nice looking model, but bloody hell, it's it's a pain in the ass to build, um, and I'm not liking this big winged thing on its back. It looks a bit a bit shite because really nobody's going to want them wings anyway who wants a flying model when when you just want to be hiding in your wood um right. <laughs> so well think, new, new woods could be completely different you never know well they could be but i'm thinking of magnetizing it on the back like i did all those prosecutors wings for my uh storm oh, yeah. so that because when it takes its first wound you pull it off anyway don't you because you can sacrifice it to to get rid of a wound so I'd definitely be doing that. If I could, I'd wound it myself. But yeah, so that's all I've done, really. I don't think I've done anything since last time. I've, I've not even moved on from those sprayed brown bases. I've got, what, five weeks until the end of the first slow grow section. And all oh, I've God. got to show for it is 10 undercoated bases. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm slipping there as well. I need to get my head down and get some... Uh... Get some squiggies and stuff done. Yeah. So have you been have you been doing anything at the moment? Last couple of weeks, I've, I've done a little bit. I did a bit of buying and a bit less. Actually, I did a, I did a fair bit of selling because I came back from heat two and realised I'd spent quite a bit more than than I had. I hadn't really planned to be honest, but you know, it's like you're in, you're in Bugman's and the you you, you go for a contactless payment, so you're just oh, <laughs> God, yeah. happily buying beers and whatever else and. Um, then you come back and realise, oh, it's a five-week month, and uh, yeah, let's um, let's let's. So I decided to sell some stuff. So I, I shifted some, uh, basically, a Deepkin army that I bought on the wave of uh, wave <laughs> of emotion um, following young Nathan's master's win. Um, <laughs> I, I, I went and got like the the battle force at Christmas time and picked some stuff up from uh, secondhand uh, from Neil and up north and. And, and bought some bought, bought some more eels and stuff brand new. So I had I'd gone absolutely nowhere near it. So I thought, right, realistically, it's not even in my top five of armies that I want to to concentrate on. So it, it was for the chop. So got got some of that sold. That that generated some hobby fund and some and some uh, some money just for uh, replenishing the bank. So I picked up a little a little bit of Slanesh um, a couple of weeks ago when it came out. So got the book and got a keeper and. Um, I got the epitome or epitome, or I don't know how it's pronounced these days. But so I've been slowly trying to build some of that. I, I had lots of slanesh from well years ago from Eighth Edition and and 
I bought Wrath and Rapture when it came out, so I've got a couple of Slanesh sides there. And it's uh, I do love my Chaos Army, so it's it's, it's kind of one one hobby ambition is to get ultimately one of each eventually one day, which I've got. I could actually do now if I had any um, kind of <laughs> momentum and ambition <laughs> to get things done. I've, I own I own it enough to do that. Um, so that, that that that's kind of what I want to do is um, get the Chaos Armies up, and I'm probably going to get the Slanesh Army. I'm thinking I might just get that commissioned. I've been chatting to a couple of folks just to get that done. Um, All right. And that get would... that done locally, will you? Or is well, that... within within the Scottish scene. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'll give that a go. I've never commissioned anything, had anything commissioned before, so this is kind of new territory for me. So yeah. Um, so I thought I'll do it, do it to somebody that's that's friendly that I know. Yeah. <laughs> that I know that's... and I like. <laughs> Oh, that's a good shout because I'd I'd be tempted myself these days with yeah. how long it takes to build a build your army and yeah. Well, I was just I was just I was just like that's what I'm having trouble with actually just getting time to build things, let alone paint things. So yeah, um, but the slogan was perfect for that, and that's yeah. that's actually my pace. So yes, I've I've got plenty of the the Squigglelance bought, uh, so I just need to build it in in little five hundred point chunks now. Well, two fifty after after a month, one isn't it? So yeah. even easier to do. Yeah, so no, that's that's good. Two fifty is just yeah, it's nothing really, is it? Um, no. There's a couple of people who are thinking of doing Gristlegore, um, thinking of switching allegiance, and I mean, what's that? It's like a dragon every two months. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> a couple of dark collecting done. <coughs> yeah, so no. Um, well, I've still uh, got my Gristlegore in front of me. I'm still staring at thirty ghouls that I'd like to get done. I'm going to give Nathan a, a game with it on Wednesday at the club. Um, so I've not I've not played with two K Gristlegore yet, and he's keen to play against it. So. Yeah, a bit of practice. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. He'll, I'm sure he'll destroy me he's with his sixty odd games under his belt or whatever he is with his uh, with his list this year. So yeah, he's doing well with it. Yeah. Uh, oh well. So there we go. That is hobby. That's so, hobby. Short and sweet. Any, have we any news? Forbidden powers out. Have you had to read through it yet? No, I, uh, I haven't seen much. There's a the, I saw uh, the page that was leaked. It was talking about them. Oh, I've, I've gone through I've it all. That. I've, have you I've got read it? it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, sure. of course you have. Yeah. <laughs> so no, um, I've uh, I've absorbed it all. I had fifteen hours in, working in a polling station yesterday <laughs> to um, ruminate over life, the universe, and everything, um, and to absorb the law and content of forbidden power. So um, as the people came in to vote, I uh, placed down forbidden power and gave them their slips. <laughs> but um, no, it was a... Uh... Sidestepped all those milkshakes getting thrown at uh, <laughs> Yeah, Brexit. no, no. Brexit not, party members. It's not quite the same in the in the sunny <laughs> north. Um, yeah. 15 hours and 100 and... Well... 160 people through the door so there you go oh. it was, it's slow work <laughs> but no it was a it was good but forbidden power do you think is it worth buying do you think is it, is it going to be no no <laughs> there's the fast answer no <laughs> definitely not do you, but do you think, think it's going to be compul- well, not, not compulsory but do you think it's going to be adopted and well and the you... thing is i was expecting something like malign sorcery mm. oh hang on with We've got. What's Liam doing? Liam's Liam's trying to join us. Oh, he's, oh, he's trying to join us on another line. Oh, you're gonna have to dial him in. Look at this. Oh, hang on. Is it because I started oh, it here? Dial him right. in. Yeah, dial him in. Look at this. This is live. 
We've got a youngster coming in. <laughs> He's going to come in with a with a bounce. Oh, well, uh, and I'll yeah. tell you why it's no good. That's and he'll he'll disagree with me, no doubt. I've got to work out how to add somebody now. Here we go. Mm. Oh, mm. oh, oh. Uh, yeah. I'm not even sure how you do this, but here you go. Sorry, Liam. You can't come in. There you go. I can do it. Oh, if you can do it. Add admin. more people. Add. Oh, look at us go. We are machines. <laughs> Add. Here we go. Here he comes. Come on. Can you hear you know, us? I, I would say I'm going to edit this bit out, but you know what? I'm not. And the amount of people who said to me at Bobo, you you say, hey, Liam. Hello. Hey. Just saying that um, all that jibber-jabbering from us trying to work out how to get you on, I'm not even going to say I'm going to edit it out because I, I won't. I won't Quality. remember. Quality too content. Sounds too yeah, efficient for you to leave that I know. Out. And and um, good old, you know, Clint from Heralds of War, um, we were having a chat about podcasts and I think he was mortified by the fact that I don't do a, a full listen and edit um, because he's very efficient and professional with how he deals with this. Um, and I think that the amount of yeah, people yeah. who came up to me and said, how, do you know how many times you say you're going to edit something out? And, <laughs> and I was like, mm, no, I'm normally too drunk to remember. <laughs> so, yeah, I used to yeah. do all that when we did it the old last kings i used to go through it and like i would even try and boost the different channels and stuff yeah. to try and get the same level i was like why am i doing this i'm spending like yeah, 10 hours you spend, yeah you spend four or five times the amount of time that i, I actually took to record yeah yeah no also anyway, I, I, anyway. I i did that for the first few and then i think that now i think people like it raw I so, so. We, we're currently raw talking and about wriggly that's it raw and wriggly so we're just uh talking about uh we've done our hobby um do you have any of hobby to interject at no, this just point? Paint them. No, just painting. Painting and waiting for an FAQ. Well, there you go. Painting and waiting. And then we've moved on to news and forbidden power is what we're talking about. Because I had um, a 15-hour shift yesterday in a polling station to absorb Ooh. forbidden power. And and I don't think it's good. And I was just saying why. Um have you, have you had chance to familiarise yourself with it yet? I'm just staying clear at the moment. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I'll, I'll just tell you. Got... As harsh as it is, I don't think it's worth the cost no. that they've put no, on it. It's not. Now, the, the, reason, the reason is, it's a nice box. And when it's a bit like when you got the Malign Sorcery one, which is a big bunch of endless spells. And you get all the artifacts and the spells and all that business. Now, I was in, anticipating almost a replacement of that. And it was going to be the next chapter, but it really isn't. What you've got is you've got yeah pieces kind of firestorm feeling. Well, no, yeah, it's not even that. It's I mean it's it's a mix between. I mean, don't get me wrong, the piece of scenery looks all right. It's like a is it a perambulum or something, a penumbrium or something? I can't remember what it's called. It's a big whirly ball. Um, yeah, I don't like it because I just think it's going to be horrible to paint. You'd have it, to paint it in parts to. It's a hundred points to take in your army, and any army can take it. So I'm right in thinking that's the first scenery piece that's independent that you can pay points to put on the table. Other yeah. than the bit old Bailwind. Yeah, yeah. Penumbral engine, there we go. Yeah, so the penumbral engine, that's 100 points to stick in your list, uh, to, and you can you can put it on. And then there's which the is good, three... Which is good for armies that don't have a piece of scenery. Yeah. That's the argument, is that I don't think yeah. you would... 
give up command points in a normal army for it because obviously it can generate command points for you i do i'm aware of what it's, it can do if you look at the command um the the campaign in the book and don't get me wrong it's a good campaign i think we're gonna likely play it up here um but and then i think you need them and if you look at the match play games in there um some of those you need them because destroying them is a bit of a thing that you're doing but you get that you get these three endless spells that are very death themed which is all right i'll probably just use mine for, for conversions and then you've got a nice book um and you've got a, another copy of the core rules in another a4 booklet because i mean how many do we need <laughs> but uh you get the book and the book is good it's got loads and loads of law now that's the good thing it's worth it for that to read it's not worth 55 quid to read and then on top of that you've got a campaign which is good um you've got the legion of grief which has got everyone's favorite Mortark in it or pseudo Mortark. Mm. I, th- I think i think without the point general's handbook update on points I think that could actually be the strongest on on its own legion because they need to wait for the FAQ to confirm that Nagash can't, can't go in. It. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the main thing, yeah, because he's he's just got Death Lord keyword, and it only says if another Mortark's taken, she has to be the general. Yeah. So, and that's the same as the other ones. Whereas, but the Nagash other ones previously said can't, can't go in Nagash. Yeah, Nagash can't yeah. be in the part of this army. Yeah. So I think it needs that in the FAQ. Um, on top of that, there's then the the defenders like the order version. And then there's the two mercenary armies, which I'm not convinced by. Um, I think that mercenaries might have to be a thing in their own right. These are probably just your first taster, which are themed on this campaign. Um, so that's the fire slayers and the flesh eater ones. Um, and then it's got some some really good narrative stuff. It's got like a, it's got the the different artifacts that you use in the campaign and if you do a certain thing with the different artifacts they power up for the next game and i think that i'll definitely be stealing something out of that for the um narrative event that we do so that people can um from game to game strive to get uh strive to get better yeah so there's there's no look of them being match play possible are they they no, are no. just they no, are just campaign based yeah it's part of the campaign yeah yeah that's cool so it, it's based yeah. on it's based on a five game campaign um and you you work your way it's similar to um what's the the i suppose it's similar to the uh the one that was in the skirmish book where they just linked battles um and you you sort of working your way through a story there is a matched play way to work your way through where the scenarios are match play scenarios so there's like um mm-hmm. four match play ones and four narrative ones and a final one um i mean it's all all right it's all good content but if you if your business is tournaments it's not really for you unless one of those endless spells really takes your fancy you don't need the book aside from for the campaign stuff and or the, the oh, yeah. stuff yeah because uh, it doesn't have um, war scrolls in it or anything, and no. the the mercenary stuff's pretty basic. It's just, I mean, the rules for the mercenaries are just the into your allies allowance, and you know it's and they you lose a CP, don't you? Uh, turn one, yeah, you lose a CP turn one having a merc, yeah, yeah, which is quite good. Yeah, it's it's a, as it progresses. I would quite the, like allies to maybe go that way as well. Like, yeah, most allies are convenience rather than. 
seeing certain yeah. armies just take what fills a hole. So in Night Encounter, for example, was in quite a lot of lists lately, or Heart Renders and any other. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it was a bit harsh of me to say no right at the beginning. I think if it's a, if you're a club, <laughs> if you're a club, and you're keen on doing some linked battles and doing some thematic, yeah, it's it's possibly if you if you want to play it, it's possibly worth it. Whether or I not, thought. I thought they would sell the weird spinny thing. I thought that would have been separate, and then there would be more endless spells in this rather than just the limitation of free. Yeah, and the fact that it's so themed on this narrative campaign being in the realm of Shosh, it's. I still. I I don't like the idea of the boat either. I think that's just going to come down to really boring deployments where you literally watch someone set up a deployment for a unit of 40 monks or something to go. with the boat to lose a guy, then move and then charge, and that's pretty yeah. much what you're going to see all the time at the moment. I think for a while. We'll yeah, be I don't... caring about an oval base just to uh, just a template to get your yeah, that's it. yeah. Well, <laughs> get your stuff but, or, or Gary, Gary, get on it. <laughs> just with actual trays that have with a the little, uh, fate. Yeah, and... with a little uh, rod to hold it up and so you just pick it and place it in the yeah. middle of something. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a really. I actually the models. I, I, I love that model, the boatman. Called, I do love um, the model. I just lock, lock have, on or launch on. I just slightly dislike the ability. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think I don't think it's it's game changing like Malign Sorcery was. I mean that I, th- I, I do I do think that spell is game changing. Well, definitely, yeah. definitely when you come to the point of where you're playing Sylvan F and obviously your thoughts in the next book is you might not be able to jump around the board as much. Yeah, that ability to move and then still move in your movement phase. Could be quite big. Yeah, that will be big. Definitely, if this move doesn't count as a treat either, obviously it matters on how the FAQ and that goes with it. Because it sets yeah. you up, it picks you up, and then redrops you off at the other end. So it's a setup at the moment, so it count, it doesn't count as a retreat. So you could take like a big unit of 30 Grim Gas or something, or 40 Chain Rasp is the better example, move them with the boat, then use Nagash's ability, use the Mortality Glass to allow them to move again six inches and then they move and then they charge that's like what's that 24 inches movement that flies nice it's pretty good it's almost as much as a opinions swift form vampire lord and zombie dragon that's one model it's not 40 <laughs> models again better part of valor or something where you auto win on being lower drops, if you were able to take a, a, an army that's low drops and then have that ability to go, because that was the problem, the armies that could normally get low drops weren't able to run across the board that quickly, that all of a sudden gives you like yeah. a 24 inch move and just yeah. swarm one or two objectives and go game. you got to expect that's going to change though yeah I yeah. think it's going to be I don't know, but what did they do to change it? Well, the, the, the simple one is they'll stop turn one but Make it the same this, as what, this. This endless spell can only cast after turn one. No, no, I mean, sorry, the mission, Valor. Oh yeah, but it's still turn two. Yeah, yeah. Still, I mean, gift the heavens, star strike. Any of these missions where the objective all of a sudden is at the other end of the board, you have the ability to then pick up your unit and go whoosh. So are they are they, <laughs> are they using movement and 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 crazy new army books to uh, to counteract all the <laughs> complaints about five turns and dice? Maybe I don't know. We'll so, see. One way it's to speed very, things it's, up. It's very powerful <laughs> in an army that can deep like summon. 
Did you so, so can you talk people, people who haven't read it yet through the, the actual scroll? If Has anybody got it open that they can yeah, just can uh, let people know how it works? What's it good. called? Lock on the Soul Seeker. Lock on, Louch on, who knows? Okay, and the spell, I'll search that. Instead. Scottish folk will say it. Lock on! Lock on! <laughs> lock, on. lock on the Soul Seeker. Lock on! Lock on! So, uh, Casa 6, not hard. I think oh. that movie should have been higher. If if we're really going to look at it, that should be about an eight. Okay. It obviously makes the art and uh, Siska set up him wholly within twelve inches of the caster. It can move up to twelve inches and fly. When the smallest setup, the player who set it up can immediately make a move with it. If your battle is in the realm of death, it's a movement eighteen instead of twelve. That's mental. Oof, that's before, good. Yeah. Before a player makes a move with this model, that player can pick a friendly unit wholly within three of this model. Move that unit and place it to one side. After the smaller is moved, set up that unit again, wholly within three, and more than nine from enemy. Once this uh, has been set up, one model is removed from that unit as counts as slain. So how many models can one get in? You can get 50, 25 mil bases. This has been... <laughs> I've seen someone... a graphic, actually. Yeah, yeah someone I've got seen the graphic. Card and, you, and, and I don't know I don't know any unit that's on 32s that's bigger than 30, which it can also fit. Yeah. There's no unit bigger than that. That's pretty but again, that, that makes like the old member sale list where you threw a unit across the board. This is the new sale. Mm. That's that's exactly what it is. It's the new sale of Faithless. It's, it's exciting. It's meta changing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you have to be very, very, very precise with your setup, though. I mean, let's be honest. That's 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 CAD design. That that's literally that. Like guys, as I talked in our chat about, was, that's the eye roll. You watch an opponent set this up during their deployment. And you just kind of sit there while they like set this perfect deployment up of this unit for you then to just... The best way, I still want to see the best way for it to be blocked is someone to put like a Geminids or something or something into that hole so that yeah. they can't fit it in. And then <laughs> that's, that's my dream. Or you charge them with a small 32-inch model that can fly and just jump over them. And yeah. then they can't Surprise! Surprise! Well, there you go. You're already thinking round it, Liam. There you yeah, go, you're going like, to fix yeah, but it. But that's only if you can drop quicker than them. The mm-hmm. armies, I could see this going into, like, Skaven's probably the example. They're normally 10 or 11, but you can still get, like, a four-drop Skaven with uh, Pestilence or Scryer, and all of a sudden you've got, what, six... I'm pretty <laughs> sure you can fit six Stormfiends around it. Six, seven Stormfiends, and then... <laughs> well, they can tunnel up anyway, can't they? Yeah, but they can yeah. move after this. That's the point. Oh, that's dirty. So that means you get the warp fire, the two warp fires in your unit straight into. Now, can they move warp. after it because of the way it's worded? Or it's just not a move. It doesn't it's just a setup. Just set, yeah. But it happens in the hero phase, so. Because they it, they may just FAQ it to just say you can't move afterward. That is probably the fix. Yeah, I get that is literally one of the fixes. Uh, but they won't fix it. Why would they? They will. They, well, that's, 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 that's happened to all the other endless spells. Mirrorpool got the same in the Realm of Life member. It's that all right. The same. We'll fix it for Northern Invasion, and then it'll be emulated across the world. <laughs> Fine. It's just like the the what was that bloody thing that everybody kept using? That stupid thing that stops spells. Oh yeah. Remember it? Oh the shard or the. It reduced every the damage from yeah, every D3 single thing by D three. That was well, ego. You think that you think that's broken? Maybe they had that in playtesting with Skaven, and it fixed the problem of the vortex. <laughs> Do you yeah, honestly just, think about they just got released out of sync? Lens of refraction. Lens of refraction. That was it. That was well, it. you could summon a vortex into the gap where the ferryman's going. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> anyway, anyway, we we are positive. We are positive folk. So there you go. That's that's the news. Forbidden power. And and to be honest, I think that people who like the narrative, I'm definitely going to nick some bits for our narrative thing. Um, the reason I, I I swiftly said no, it's not worth it, is just because I was expecting more. I was expecting new spells or new artifacts and malign sorcery to become redundant except for the spells and i thought this was like this season's malign sorcery um it's good in its own right and there are things that can be carried over into your games but um in terms of for some reason what i was expecting it wasn't what it was so i would i would probably have not bought it had i known exactly what was there but there you go. I've got a nice piece of scenery and stuff to convert, and I'll, I'm going to have to buy Nagash now so I can put this other head on him. Uh, <laughs> I prefer that head, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was. It's quite an option of a conversion. There. I, I I do like the look of it. Yeah. Actually, the biggest talk. Why are we not talk about this? There is now the Citadel Paint website. Oh yes, Ooh, I saw that. Yeah. Today, yeah. Mm. That that was the thing I was going to talk about tonight. I was like, that looks awesome. Go for it. So, uh, have you looked at it? I haven't been on the website yet, but they says obviously they'll pull all their YouTube how oh, to paint videos. That'll get all pulled onto here and it'll be all archived. They says further down the line they'll have a painting, a way to paint every Citadel model that's available. That's amazing because the, the app's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, mm. I, I use the app all the time and it's just so good. And to be honest, that's one of the reasons I've struggled to use other other people's paint i've got like um all the war paints from army painter and i've got a load of other sets of paints Mm -hmm. that i was convincing myself i was going to use on the caradrons and use a wet palette but i have the citadel paint app that's just so useful i i really want to see contrast paints become i just yeah i want to see what people can do with these because like tyler mangles model if he didn't tell you that was contrast paints would have you believed it no. If if that whole obviously that videos came out, if he went, look at this model I've painted, and then a week later he went, by the way, that was with this new contrast paint that's on pre-order this week. You'd be like, well, you see, huzzah! You, you see, even so, the guys, the GW guys, uh, yeah, his name, Pete Foley, uh, Pete Foley's Pete Foley. uh, Stormcasts. Yeah, and the guy that's in the, the newest guy, what's his name? He's Wade. part of the painting team. No, no. Um, no, I can't remember his name. Sorry, I'm oh, rubbish for this. Yes, Nick yeah. Baton, is it? Uh, yeah. His uh, his kind of night haunt. Um, mm-hmm. I think a Shadespire team. Um, yeah, they look uh, fantastic. Well. The thorn, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what I do want to give is a bit of a shout out to a guy called Aaron or Aaron Tunney. Have you seen his <laughs> app? Aaron got... or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like double A. I have one what? friend called who calls himself Aaron that's, and one that's called Aaron. Aaron. That's yeah. That anyway, let, let, let's not fucking diss him. I'm trying to give him some credit. <laughs> right, here's some credit for Mr. Tunney. <laughs> what? Mr. Tunney, he's got an app, right? And it's well good, and I use it all the time, right? It's called <laughs> Paint Picker. Now, if you get the Paint Picker app, it's a, app? It's, a, it's, a, it's a colour wheel. It's all right. It'll probably be some Apple one or something. No, no, Apple. it's the guy who's done it himself, and he's done it with um, Chris... Uh, he's got, like, advice from Chris Peachy, Dustin Miners, Rob Mayoff. He's got, like... Basically, it's got in it all the games workshop Vallejo. What's it called? Sorry. Paint picker. It's, an it's got one. scale seventy-five army picker. painter. All of them oh, in there it. You, go. you can click on any color on the color wheel, and you can. No, pick, it's not. It's not on can, Play Store. You can, light, you can put it up and down. 
All right, you can stop talking, Stuart. It's not in place. To All right, me. listen. <laughs> what you can do it's is... for the hipsters out there. I'm not interested. No, it's not hipsters. I'm not... It is. It's an it's Apple. Apple. Oh, I'm an hipster. Apple I'm only. I'm old. It's like the bloody GW Dice app. Apple only. Well, you know, just buy a decent phone. Or an iPod. Well, this <laughs> Android. I don't even know what an Android is. I thought that was a bloody robot. Anyway. It tells you, you can click a button, you can click anywhere on the wheel, and then you can lighten it and darken it, and it'll tell you what, you can choose which different paint types you want, and then it'll tell you, like, you can look at complementary, split complementary, triadic, tetradic, analogous, and all different colour schemes, and it it gives you schemes to paint models so they look good. And then what you can do is you can click a button that says, um, what's the closest equivalent in such a range, and it'll tell you. And it's really useful, and it's free. So if you've well, got it's not free. I, it's the, it's a six hundred pound every Apple phone. <laughs> it's not my my bloody iPod cost me hundred quid, and I've had it four <laughs> years now or something, and it's still going strong, and I can do anything on it except for phone or do things that you lot can <laughs> Social do. Social media or uh... <laughs> but I can paint pick. I can't. Uh, you also don't have a signal at any time. I don't That's... need a signal. I only need a signal when I want one, and I just go somewhere and poach someone's BT. Because I've got BT at home. He's just car pulling up outside, you know, he's got a... I just lurk outside people's houses, like, by open, by windows, like, stealing your broadband so that I can uh, tweet some stupid picture of me eating a burger or something, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, there you go, paint, yeah, the paint app, the paint website will be good. Um, but there are other paints out there, it's not all Citadel. Well, hopefully this come out next few weeks and we can get stuck in. That'd be good to test. Them I think it's going to be, to be end of June. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll be end of June. No, that'll be good. Do you want a couple of busy weeks? You've got the Apocalypse set to come out. General's Handbook and prof- pit, uh, Points Profiles or whatever they're getting called. Mm. Their That's book. Fun. I wonder if they'll drop in the same book. Their week, that was my really, yeah. uh, query. I think so. But do they have to anymore? No, probably not, because you'll probably get the points one more frequently nah. than the handbook, won't you? Yeah, but it'll be, it'll be packaged as one just now. Yeah, the first time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a good move. I'm looking forward to it. Less shit to carry. <laughs> Which is good. Nobody carries <laughs> the points anyway. That's why us that have regular phones can just go on to the Games Workshop website <laughs> at any time and look at Watchgrow Builder. Yeah. Well, I can't. But I have a Zia. I pay a pound a month for a Zia, so I've got all my oh points God. through there. You're a chump. That's what that is. You're a chump. <laughs> I'm, just support- I'm supporting British industry. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have plenty of space with all those little trees soon. It's all right. Oh, I'll tell you what. I don't know. I'm, I'm quite demoralised. Bloody, you know how hard it's been for me to paint all them bloody woods. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's good. You could just... Uh... Can have some the, nice forest and, and negotiable, yeah. But you know what is good is that they've addressed the kind of elephant in the room that no one really talked that much about or cared too much about was playing with woods without trees in it for whatever yeah. reason because it was a pain in the arse. Well, and yeah, they've, and they've dealt with it, you know, and I well, think, well, yeah. well done. Well, they've gotten rid, the, the, rid of the bases as well, which was the most important thing because now yeah. you won't be able to claim cover, which was always the other big problem. Wow. Well, yeah. when they introduced the um, when they introduced the an inch within the wood blocks line of sight. It made it ridiculous because it became an abstract concept. So why have just three big trees when 
you you're blocking line of sight it's you're supposed to interpret it as though it's you know thick with undergrowth so let's just shift them trees and stop being petty i thought you would have just got the elder terrain kind of the weird bracken and that i thought that would have just became your scenery rather mm. than yeah woods. i'm not going to be sticking with it this is this will be my year and that'll be it i'm i'm uh I've not got many tournaments left with Sylvan F at three. I've got I've got next weekend and then Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well this'll probably not mm. go out until after the lists have been published, don't worry. Because I'm not back in work until Monday. And it takes me like three oh, minutes to upload it on the your works free Wi Fi as well. well it takes so. three minutes there and it takes like three <laughs> hours here. So sitting in your car outside your neighbor's house. <laughs> yeah, sitting, sitting outside. <laughs> We I, I, I pod hanging out the window. <laughs> so anyway, um yeah, that's that. I don't you've lost my train of thought now. You've you've put me off. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do for news. We've been here an hour or something yeah. already. Yeah, Jesus, that's it. That's news. Yeah. No. So there you go, news. The main so bit. You've got, you've got the schedule. Go on. Go news. on. The You're taking no over now, aren't you? <laughs> okay. I'll take over. Yeah. Well, yeah, me yeah. and Liam will take over. Even though Liam doesn't know what's happening, but what's happening? Uh, you've not even got the yeah, you've not got the the, the agenda. I'll send, Liam. I'll, I'll, send, I'll send you the agenda. You, you're not in with the in crowd. It's about four lines. Um, yeah. So the main part is to really talk about where Stu was last weekend. A, a small, quiet tournament that n- no one will have heard about and that has very little social media presence uh, <laughs> in Lincoln, called Bobo. Bobo. Yeah. It's good fun. The bravery one, British Open, I believe yeah. is the correct terminology. So this is what is this the third year, second year, third year, second year, second year. Are you sure? Yeah, because they did Crimbobo. Crimbobo Bobo. was last year as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the first Crimbobo, but was is this the third Bobo or the second Bobo? Anyway, doesn't matter. Right. Um, but it was it's a huge growing anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think last year was. I don't know if they broke 100 last year. Maybe they did. But this year they were... 192? 192 final, but they were certainly over 200. Yeah, they were yeah. So. Yeah, they were. They were well over in sign-ups. I think they started on 194 and 192 after the, the incident on Sunday morning. But yeah, in terms of the, the car crash. Oh, yeah. So I think it was 194 on day one, I believe. Well, that's what I was told. I think it was just short of the um, uh, CanCon had 196, which was, I think, the same as South Coast a few years ago, maybe for an 8th edition thing. Um, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't count. So I think they were just too short of um, of CanCon's um, record this year. So, yeah. But it was big. I mean, it's the biggest event I've ever been to. So it's the biggest in the it, UK, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah. Or modern yeah. AOS and that as well. It's, it's a great achievement. They should be really yeah. proud, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. And 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 almost, well, I know GW supported them this year, but they were almost a kind of anti-GW for a wee while, weren't they? Um, but they, they probably thrived. In the end? Well, they, 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 there was they the did. offer for, for terrain and stuff. Wasn't they there? gave 100 pieces of terrain. So because you have to take your own terrain, and this is the first tournament I've ever been to where I have to take my own terrain. Mm-hmm. And of course, because I fly, I was flying in, Yeah. Um, I couldn't 
I just couldn't bring terrain, especially when originally I was planning on bringing Sylvaneth. I just wouldn't have managed it. So GW kindly gave uh, 100 pieces, which was enough for 20 tables. Um, And it was like a mixture of large and small. And so if you were flying in or if you were having trouble identifying terrain um, because you were traveling from afar, because there were folk from like um, Australia, Canada, France and... Well, just all over the place, really. There was a lot of the Irish boys over. Um, and the, what they said was you could just apply and if they if they said yes, you could you could pick up. So I got some of the GW stuff and it's all their old um, Warhammer World stuff, I think. So it was, uh, I got like some mentally big Numulus Oculum thing that was like twice oh, yeah. the size, a big corner piece, which was great for hiding stuff behind. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was an Ophidian archway. Um something out of the uh, Sigmarite mausoleum or the old Gardamer Maw. Um, there was a couple of little walls from Azerite ruins. Um, but yeah, it was really good and it was a, it was a nice nice assortment of, of terrain. And because everybody had five pieces each, there was ten sizable pieces of terrain on every table, so it was pretty, pretty substantial. And I'm glad I didn't take Sylvaneth just because... Um, it never came up in mine because we just basically slung all the stuff on the table. It was really relaxed and you just sort of just move stuff about till it looked about right. But I think if I was with Sylvaneth... It so we should cover that. What was, the, what, what was the ruling on that that was the important? Well, there was the, rule, the main rulings were that you set the table up between you when you got there with your own terrain. And I can imagine that... I think that's quite common down south, though. I think that's it quite is. common down south. It is, but if I'm there also with a box full of wildwoods, I'm going to be wanting to engineer that terrain so there's bigger open spaces where I need them. And the yeah. other person's going to be wanting to counter that. And so when it's fixed terrain and you're arriving at a tournament, it doesn't matter because you get what you're given. But it, I think it would have just added a little bit of awkwardness that I don't really want it to add into my enjoyment of an, an event. So the the main rules were you can't put a piece of terrain within six inches of a board edge. You can't have a piece of terrain within six inches of another piece or within one inches of an objective. And that's the same when you place in the one inches from an objective was ruled the same for placing army terrain. So you couldn't put a wildwood on it. Uh, You'd have to do the triangle around it. You couldn't put, um, uh, I don't know, one of them flesh eater things or... Uh, a forge from fire slaters on it and it's fair enough that's the way it was ruled so that's the way it was ruled um but i just i knew that i was going to be going there and having a good time more than anything and i didn't want to be i didn't want to add a level of like i say awkwardness really where i like that rule to be honest i don't know you know off the top of my head i quite like it but yeah i know there's negatives to it i think the main thing for me was just If the terrain's all down on the table, you just met the best of it. And so I picked an army that didn't really care where the terrain was. Um, Well, I wanted a couple of pieces of terrain that had bases so I could get cover. Because, well, when I talk about what my army was, that's pretty integral to how it works. So I I made sure that when I picked the base, when I picked my five pieces of terrain, I picked stuff that had a base that I could could use a bit of cover from. but that's all I wanted. Um, whereas if I had my wild woods, 
I'd be trying to, you know, just engineer it slightly to my advantage. Just, you can't help but do that because, and I didn't play Sylvaneth, so I didn't come across the situation yeah, where yeah. somebody's wanting big open bits near, near objectives because it wasn't like um, regimented where you place one piece of terrain each, so like you do in Star Wars with asteroids. It wasn't like that. Um, it was just like, you basically stuck everything down and then you just pushed it about a bit and made sure it wasn't too close to each other and that were it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was a bit a bit different. Fair there enough. were a few other few other uh different things I suppose it's worth talking about. There were secondaries. So oh, there yes. were uh, and I haven't even got them here. But there were five secondary objectives and you could so choose one. They weren't Games Workshop secondaries, they were No, they home, were different. Homebrew. They were kind of familiar in a way, so there were five of Build them. Build opponents we... general. Oh, here we Build go. Build yeah. opponents model with that's the it's... most expensive. The that's not the general, the most expensive hero. I know yeah. that was two of them. But I don't. Yeah, know what the general the you had were. to kill with a hero. You had to mm. kill a general with a hero. That was dual. You had to kill their most expensive hero. Um, you had to eliminate two thirds of the enemy. You had to. Claim of the board edge as well. Was no, there? that wasn't one there. There was claim all objectives on the board in any one turn, which was good for me because I was fairly low drop. So I had my eye on which mission I wanted that one for. There was duel, which was no, one of them was kill the enemy general with your general as well. Um, and then the, the other one was survival, where you had to have at least a third of your army alive and it wasn't on points it was on numbers numbers were these hidden or did you tell your opponent you had them you had to you had to say them before deployment so okay which was good because if you chose to eliminate the general you you knew to deploy in such a way to make it more difficult Mm. so you you said it you you did it uh, blind and then you both announced it together um before the game started so so that was quite good. Um, so that was secondaries. So, Anything else before we do your list? I think that, that was that, that was, was the only. main yeah. that was the main things. There wasn't the realms, was there? There were no realms. Um which was really a nice relief because there was such a mixture of skills, abilities and mm. familiarity with stuff. So I think that not having realms, whilst it hindered certain characters um like nagash who i played um it it was good in that it just took a layer of complexity out of the game and i think that it it helped to make it a really relaxed tournament so yeah there were no realms although you could take artifacts um from malign sorcery yeah your stuff so tell us about your list what did you have that wasn't tree based well those people who listened to the um, uh, the doubles event, I'd, I'd wrote a really basic list for Arwen, um, which was uh, when I when I took the daughter to to play doubles for the first time to get her used to the game. It was a vampire lord on zombie dragon uh, that she affectionately named Mister Snuffles and told everybody that before we played so that she'd try and dissuade them from killing him, and that had <laughs> swift form and the ethereal amulet. Again, I was just building a kid's list. It had that 
it had um four morgasts and it had um two units of dire wolves and that was it really i think that's all she had and it was legion of night so she could uh, she could ambush and it was so much fun playing it and i thought well this is the sort of complexity i really want because i'm going to probably have a pint and i just thought right okay well i'm going to go legion of night because i used to love playing playing with my deaf stuff um so i went with a I based it around that, and I went with the same build for the Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, and I gave him pinions. So the Swift Farm gives you plus two to move and plus two to run, uh, and pinions gives you the extra five or ten, depending if you roll a nine plus. And it casts really easy on a five, so it's really useful. I had a Necromancer, and I took Fading Vigor, specifically in case I came up against Feck, because after playing um, Liam's Filthy Feck at that, I realized that my normal choice of um, of uh, overwhelming dread wasn't really going to help me against the things I needed to debuff. So I went with Fading Vigor because that gives the um, minus one attack and only one d6 to charge. I went with a White King. Um, now, because I was tied into um, the Realm of Death because of the Ethereal Amulet, um, I went with the Sepulchral Plate, which just gives you an extra D6 ward save. And the idea behind this was that he was just there to be a, a tank and as resilient as possible. So he's on a standard 3+, plus because his Legion of Night in his own territory is 2+. plus. If I have him on cover, which I made sure I picked terrain pieces that were eligible to give him cover, it makes him a 1+. plus. Um, so, yeah, it um, it was really, really useful. And then if I cast shield on him, it's re-rolling. And the sepulchral plate gave him an extra six up ward. So he was on like a one plus six plus six plus normally. And then nice. he kind of spearheaded my... Uh, it was just a standard uh, death march. So it was 40 skeletons with spears, 10 skeletons, 10 skeletons, five black knights, five graveguard um, in the death march with four harbingers with halberds. Um, and then I took Geminids, which gave me 1950, so I had an extra command point. So I came in at two command points in the bank, and then I was four drops. So um, looking at the lists, I think I I had first choice every time because... Oh, no, no, Clint. Clint had the choice, game one. Um, but every other time, I outdropped my opponent, so I got to choose... But yeah, that was that was the list. Cool, cool. So before we go talk about game one, because it's quite a, a nice start to it all, but uh, you were down with some of the Scottish Massive on, yes. a, on, a, on a road trip. Who were you with? It was, yeah, it was pretty epic. It was, um, uh, and it's worth noting at this point that there will be a separate tiny episode called the Bobo Diaries. <laughs> and we had a, a roving microphone that we used and it started on the morning of the road trip with me waking up and finished with us concluding and we variously uh gave our views on our states of mind and our situation in the tournament and we also roped in a few familiar voices from other podcasts and things um, oh, good good so so that'll be going out separate and it's probably only going to be about 20 minutes long but 
I'm going to try not to put it out raw on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put it out unedited and I'm going to sound <laughs> Shame like an absolute, everyone. well, it'll be more me because <laughs> it's me going through various stages of hangover to drunk. But that's what, that's what a good road trip's about. Exactly. But yeah, so I was down for, um, uh, for, I was work, I had a work-based thing down in Falkirk, which came up pretty last minute. So I was supposed to be meeting the guys in Aberdeen and coming down with them from there, but I ended up having to work in Falkirk. And so they picked me up on the Friday morning at about 11 o'clock. And so it was um, Sean, um, Grant and Kev were already in the car. And I have to thank them for graciously moving to the back seat to allow me to take the front seat because I travel badly. Um, <laughs> um, and then, but I also have to say that, that, that Sean is a real bastard and they all are. <laughs> Because I got in the car horrendously hungover, as you'll hear from the uh, the other thing, and I was feeling bad, and like the mouth was juicing, and I was I had the cold sweats and I had sunglasses on, and I was there and I was thinking, God, why am I feeling so bad as we're driving down, I don't know the motorway or something, and it was all hazy, and I was pouring with sweat, and and they're all laughing, and I don't know what's going on, and then I realised that the fuckers have got the uh, the heated seat on full blast <laughs> and i was sat there with like the stinking hangover sweat streaming down me like juicing in the mouth thinking i was gonna be ill like clutching onto the bloody handle on the door and they're all sniggering because they've got the heated seat on and they're just waiting to see how long it takes me before i think i've either pissed myself or i throw up so no it was it was great these oil, these oil workers in their fancy cars eh? i know and then uh well <laughs> so so that was good um and to be honest uh once the seat turned off i started feeling a little bit better <laughs> and then um we stopped uh at the services and ate a lot of chicken um, <laughs> and kev kev decided that he liked sitting on car park floors eating chicken so um, that was quite good fun then we got to i don't know when we even arrived it was a bit hazy we arrived in um lincoln it was in good time. It was like late afternoon. Um, we went to, we checked into the hotel and the, we were just in a travel lodge in the center and they were really good. The guys behind the bar, they gave us printouts to local ale houses and gave us directions so that we could Beautiful. find our way to different pubs. Uh, we found our way to one pub that was interesting and yeah, all right. We went to Spoons for Tea, as you do. Um, then we found some less salubrious establishments and some ropey, ropey places. And then we, uh, we ended up back in spoons where we bumped into, well, we, it had degenerated pretty bad by that point. Me and Kev were actually drinking rosé wine, um, <laughs> and getting ridiculed horrendously by people, um, calling us posh, posh fuckers with our pink wine. And then, uh, random, random locals was it? Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> and then all the Irish boys and the Northern Irish boys came in, and so that was really good. We got to see them and speak to them, and then it really does get hit. It does get random. No, actually, we went to another pub, then back to there. Then we went out to what turned out two days later when I got there to be a Weatherspoons, but at the time I had no idea it was a Weatherspoons, and I had no idea it was on a waterfront, and um. We got there and we had a night, the Friday night, and we 
there was a lot of people there. There was LLV from uh, from Canada was over the stats machine from what's that? Oh, the poor lad. He he was probably jet lagged or something, and then he <laughs> he, he he suffered full on drunk stew. Um, who was insisting he drank beer with him, and I was buying him pints of John Smiths, and then there was a just play Richie, um, who again suffered the onslaught of a Mancunian under the influence of many many pints. Uh, but it was good fun. I didn't really realise where I were, and then we met um Mister Tinsdale, um, and yeah, it was good. Good. I think uh, we ended up back at the room there are photographs of us kicking about after one and yeah i was particularly squiffy but we got back to the room safely um and uh yeah so that was that was our travels there but you'll be able to hear about that firsthand at the uh stay tuned to listen to the the bobo diaries so yeah day Good one stuff. so so game one you were uh you had your grudge we had a grudge, so um, uh, Clint, um, who's Heralds of War, he does a podcast over there and he organises CanCon, Scot- um, not Scotland's biggest tournament, Australia's biggest tournament, the world's biggest AOS tournament. And a few people, he was saying, well, I'll accept a list of grudges. So I think a few of us put our names forward. I was up for it and, and he rolled a dice and he got he got me. And it was quite good because he um, he's a death player as well. Um, so I spent all last year playing death and he had, um, Manfred, which, I mean, before Alinda, I mean, Manfred was obviously the, the dodgiest of the Mortarx and I, I've got a soft spot for Manfred. So he had a very similar list to me. He had, um, uh, let me see. He had Manfred. He wasn't his general. He had a necromancer. Um, I think he had overwhelming dread on the necromancer. He had a death march as well, but instead of having um, what he had different to me was 15 black knights and 30 graveguard. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was similar, but not the same. <clears throat> and I have to give credit at the moment to Drunk Stew, because what I did on the night before I was picked up, the reason I felt so bad was I took part in a pub quiz um and <laughs> That's the, pub, right. <laughs> the pub quiz i came dead last um but they they took pity on me and just fed me free beer and i ended up even taking it back to my room and stuff and um anyway there was what i did was and i I didn't really remember until the day after i wrote a playbook and i showed this to clint at the event and it gets gradually more and more terribly scrawled out but each of the different missions because they were pre-drawn I knew what I was playing, so I drew a deployment map and drew little dotted lines and arrows where everything was going to go. And so what I said to Clint was, in in honour of Drunk Stew, I was going to follow the playbox all the way through every game, and I did. So um, there you go. So we had Star Strike game one, um, and I I followed my thing. Uh, it it was quite close. It well, it was really close. Um, I'm not going to go blow by blow into what we did for each game because it'll take forever. But ultimately, we uh, it was after turn five, um, it had swung backwards and forwards all the way through. And on turn five, it came down to the priority ultimately. Um, and I won 
23 points to 22. Oof. And it was just because I'd won that priority and I managed to pinions my general, shift him into a position where he could block um, Clint's Black Knights from retreating onto an objective and claiming it. So it was just, it really was the look of the last dice. Um, I, uh, it was, it was, you know, pillow fight, really. It was, I only lost a White King and Black Knights, I think, looking at this, which was 240 points. And I only took 440. Or it might have even been the other way around. I don't know who killed what, but there was very little killed. There was a, it was a very tactical game. It was a really good game. And, um, it, it came down, it, Clint took a lead in turns three and four when he won the priority and uh, really started running away. It went from, because it was Star Strike, I got the first two points, then it was five points to nine points, then it was 13 to 17, and then it really swung back on turn five to 23, 22. So it was a good game. And uh, yeah, it was a uh, Drunk Stew's playbook, took it, took the win. There you go, you found, you found your calling. Yeah. So. So you had a little uh, had a little gift set for, uh, for yeah. Kids. Well, we'd uh, we'd stopped when Kev was busy sitting on the floor eating eating chicken out of a bag. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I moseyed into the um, the Gretna Green um, um, Gateway to Scotland shop, and I bought um, some Tunnock's wafer bars, uh, some cans of Iron Brew, and uh, uh, a, a little rubber duck with the saltire on it for uh for clint's kids like and uh handed over a little package with some um northern invasion swag in there as well the old uh traditional dice app and um measuring sticks so, so, so buying sports box is what you were doing <laughs> but it didn't work for me though so but yeah i was trying no no it was just a it was like a ambassadorial it's like when you yeah it was the bottle of fast you well, we tried or, to get uh, one. Oh. Or, 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 the, or the tasty brew dog. Mmm. Mm. Well, yeah. Well. well, the Bockfast is a funny story behind that. I don't know whether or not it's mentioned on the Bobo Diaries, but I spent so many... Um, well, I spent about two hours going from ropey offy to ropey offy uh, and different things asking for Bockfast. At one south. point... Oh, well, down south and in Falkirk... No, God, I'm surprised you couldn't get it in Falkirk. I know. Well, I didn't go in the right places, so I started going into oh, places. Sold out. Oh yeah, no <laughs> supermarkets had it. And the Russians in um, I went in a Russian shop and and they, yeah, <laughs> they, uh, they like laughed in my face. Did they have it? Ah, you know, you drink you know vodka. How bad it is, right? I was so drink drunk vodka, at drink night. Vodka. I said to the boys, I says, look, I'm I'm a bit too drunk. Because thing was, I'd agreed with John, who runs Bobo, that we'd have the the shittish Scotsman Award. You'd get a <laughs> bottle of Buckfast, and uh, and so I was like, right to the others, I said, pick up a bottle, and they're all like, no, 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 you pick up a bottle. And I was hammered, and I was thinking, I'm not going around the streets of bloody Falkirk uh, looking no, for a bottle of Buckfast. Falkirk's a bit too east, isn't it? It's it's, it's really the Lanarkshire Triangle you're looking for. The, the worst Aberdeen. I had to go around all yeah. the shops at half past ten in the morning instead, stinking hungover, asking for <laughs> bottles of book bass, which was even more <laughs> embarrassing in retrospect. My uh, my my old my old uh, house lived near Motherwell, 
which is deepest North Lanarkshire, and it had it on the the local pub around the corner. Had it on, on the Optic Bookfest. I, I was it on tap. Bottle. Here we go. <laughs> one bottle, and I drank it through a straw. Do you know when you like submarine it and neck it in like one and a half seconds? And then that's the only time I ever drank Buckfast. So for those who don't know what Buckfast is, it's uh, kind of. <laughs> Rocket fuel wine brewed by monks somewhere in With south cap- of England. <laughs> yeah, and they just sell it to Jakey's in Scotland. F- furiously caffeinated fucking tonic wine that, that makes uh, Scottish teenagers go wild. And yeah, and yeah. they love it. And it comes in a handy glass bottle that you can use as a wine. It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can return to get your uh, bottle refund. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so anyway, the book fast didn't materialize. Anyway. But yeah. So. So uh, so you exchanged gifts, that was game one. Yeah, that was good. And then uh, the bar opened at 10, which was a surprise. Um, so I was feeling pretty so- like ropey, so I was on dark fruit cider that day, which was um, one of my five a day, and, <laughs> and it felt like a, a pop rather than a drink. So by the end of the first game, I was, yeah, I was feeling pretty good again. And um, game two, after lunch, and lunch was, it's really good, the venue, like it's 200 people, they've got a mm-hmm. stage, and then they've got like a mezzanine bar, it's like a, it's in a student union, so it's used for gigs and things, and then the mezzanine bar upstairs is where you can sort of chill out and, and talk, and um, they serve the food up there, so it was like sandwiches and, I don't know, volivants and bloody macaroni, deep fried macaroni macaroni fingers which was a bit odd but it was tasty sounds good it was Game pretty good as a uh, poor clint he i don't think he knew what hit him he was uh <laughs> he's there and he's like what's all this about crisps on the side of the plate you're like we're there with sandwiches with a handful of crisps <laughs> and then some deep fried macaroni cheese <laughs> and, uh, and he's just like Whoa, what is it? what is this so no it was good i think uh, i think he enjoyed it and he was a really nice guy so i hope i play him again at some point and he's agreed um thank you very much to him because i know he does listen uh he's agreed to uh do our best man award for northern invasion so um oh, what we have is when the lists come in um they get the backstories will get sent off to josh reynolds and he's going to pick the best backstories the lists will get sent off to clint and to aos shorts dan um and they're gonna pick dan's gonna pick the badge of shame wearer and clint's gonna pick the best man and the three of us are gonna do an episode where we go through the lists and um name shame and reward people um and then probably release that on the morning of the event just because we don't want people knowing who's got what in advance uh so so yeah thanks to him for that and uh look forward to catching up with him again Excellent. So yeah, after lunch we had places of arcane power. Um not three places of power or three places of arcane power, it was places of arcane power. And I was against Andrew Hartwell. Um I don't know if you've got the lists there, um, but what I've got written down is the Nagashan friends. Now if I remember right, he had Is that, is that the name of it? No, that's just what I called it. Right. <laughs> He's called Andrew Hartwell. Um, now, Andrew had, and I, and I know, I, I went back to the playbook, and again, I followed it um, religiously all the way through. Oh, but he had, he had oh, the yeah. gash. He had a necromancer. Right. Can, can oh, I, go can on, I tell say, us. Yeah, yeah, you do it. I found it on Bobo. On Sorry, on Honest Wargamer. 
uh, and it's quite hard to search. Oh, actually, it's got the, it's got the name there, but it's got the the the, the list name, and it's it's quite a long one. <laughs> oh, go on. Big Daddy Ghost with his small ghostly kids that have no friends and their lovable lovable pet dogs. Bobo 2019, an event for all the family. <laughs> there we go. I I heard this getting talked about. This was on one of uh, one of Rob's um, kind of half hour rundowns he did with somebody. All oh, right. It was talking about it anyway. Yeah. So you know, he was he was one of the nicest opponents, and he he got my best sports vote, and it was really difficult. So sorry to everybody else, <laughs> um, because he he was just such such a nice guy. And uh, yeah, he. I, I I followed the the playbook, and I'm quite happy with this one because, I mean, I've got I've only got three heroes, but the three heroes who can score, and they're pretty resilient. So he's um, got just just to his list. He's got Nagash, Pinions, overwhelming dread, Amaranthine Orb, Vampire Lord on foot brackets, but with wings, um, yeah. <laughs> Veil Transference. Fire Lantern. He's got a Necromancer, so he's got three heroes uh, with Decrepify, not with um, well, I don't know. That's that's not, not usually what you see on a on a Necromancer, no. is it? Three times five Dire Wolves, which are obviously the puppies he's talking about, and uh, or uh, and two times thirty Grimgash Reapers. So there you go. Yeah. And he was having actually. trouble, the lad. He needed to stick his um. He needed to stick washers or something in his bases because they kept toppling, and he was like. Mm-hmm. He was struggling with it, but it was it's a good one. I have I have a set tactic that I have for this game, um, and I have done for a a while, where I uh, I know to put I, I split things and I put a weak thing on one flank and something a bit more robust on the other, and I just kind of sit off the middle, so uh, it, it kind of entices people to where I want them for a counter charge, and. Uh, it was it was good, and um, unfortunately, I don't think he realised how fast the vampire lord was. So I I took a left flank with the white king and the black knights, and I stuck uh, I moved the necromancer up toward the right, but not quite up far enough. So he put thirty grim gas one way and thirty grim gas the other way, and moved the big man onto the middle. Um, and once the big man was on the middle, I was happy that. Um, he was he was just in one place and he couldn't be anywhere else. So I then um, killed the other two characters uh, pretty much straight away, and then secured the two side objectives, and and yeah, then killed the the rest of the models, I suppose. So um, it it only went. We only got through three turns in the end. It was a bit of a struggle. There were a lot of models to move around and. Um, but yeah, it was. It got to the stage where um, it was called at that point, well in advance of time. But it was. Um, it Nagash was quite weakened. It, it had a bit of a, a kick in, and um, the White King was never going to get taken. He had a a massive block of th- forty skeletons in front of him, and uh, he was on an objective in cover on his own territory. Uh, the Black Knights had gone and killed. A necromancer. There's a vampire lord had killed the um, uh, the the other vampire lord, and then retreated onto the other objective, and there just wasn't the bodies there to take them. So, uh, so yeah, it was it was another major victory. Um, and I think Scott has gone to get himself another drink. 
So it might be down to you, Liam, to say hello. 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 <laughs> so yeah, that, that was game two. No. Uh, yeah. What so was that... like the food in that way? Did you use obviously that's a gap between one and two actually? Did Yeah, there was a buffet. A buffet done as well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there was like a, a there was a good hour and then there was there was like activities and games. It was good fun. Okay. Cool. Um, I know that the humour doesn't rub everybody the right way. You're the creaking of the chair. Yeah. The 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 humour might not rub everyone the right way, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. A good a good um, regular of ours in the Scottish scene um, is our very own Hungarian beast, um, David Nemeth. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> David won the raffle, and he was very excited going. To- Going to collect his prize, and he won a bag of wild bird seed, <laughs> which is one of the funniest things I've seen. Uh, I don't think he quite got that it was an ingest, and he'd gone all the way up onto the stage to collect it, and he got bird seed, and then he just sort of cast it aside, and he never took it. <laughs> and funnily enough, they never took the inflatable penis that um, him and Cat won either. His wife, his good lady wife. Um, on the next day when they played Mr. and Mrs. But, um, I mean, it is almost adolescent, some of the humour. But to be honest, I found it a real relief. I enjoyed myself. It was uh, it was good fun. Um, it had been, a, yeah, just like a, a trip away with the mates. People talked about it as a bit of a stag-do type feel. It is, but it's not misogynist in any way or anything. There were quite a lot of girls there, and I don't think that they felt uncomfortable you know with the humor and things Mm -hmm. um so i think it was all taken in good spirits and and yeah it was uh it it was good fun so yeah that was that and then um we had another break when there was more activities and i think that is when david won his uh his bird seed (laughs) so i'd gone from table seven and then i think i went to table 23 which was by the stage, so I had a sideboard. And then I moved to table 11 for game three, um, which was Total Commitment, which isn't one of my favoured ones, especially with Legion Knight, because I have to deploy everything on the board. And I was against um, one of the Team Wales guys called Alex Bruce, mm-hmm. and he had a mixed order list, which was a bit of a cacophony of all sorts of stuff um and i i went again with drunk stew's playbook um but alex i don't know if you have you there with the list scott hey hold on i'll find it i think from memory he had um it really was like a a smorgasbord of of order stuff he had two tens of arcanauts on one flank holding one of his objectives, which was where I saw, and he had a, um, some kind of a dragon lord next to it, which that was, that was my target. And that's where I threw everything. Right, I found it. Yeah. So, so do you want so to list talk title about? is uh, <laughs> Alex Bruce, the one true mixed order wanker. So there you go. That probably says it all. Uh, he has dragon lord. He has anointed Azurian on Frostheart. Battle Mage on Pegasus, so there you go. A little bit of compendium. Love. Kingstar Priest, Auric Rune Smiter. Ten 
Uh, what's he got? 10 Dwarf Warriors, 10 Arconauts, 10 Arconauts. That's his battle line. 20 Hearthguard Berserkers, 5 Kinrai Heartrenders, 5 Kinrai Heartrenders, and Cogs for bang on 2000. Yeah, so basically, um, give Alex his dues. He was standing upright. And um, <laughs> now I, I like a drink. And and I I felt pretty ropey the night before, and and people who know me know I I, I have a pint, but but Alex took things to a whole new level, and um yeah he was he did I saw him the next day and he didn't actually remember our game at all or any part of it, um so he was upright and he could see his models and his dice, and uh it <laughs> it basically it came down to. I decided to follow the playbook, and I just thought, well, that left that left objective is easy. If I clear that off, it only had 20 Arconauts and then a dragon next to it, and I thought, I can sort that out. And if I sort that out, he's not got much left. He only had he had the two fives of um, Canaries in the middle with a Frostart Phoenix, and on the other flank, he had his um, Hearthguard and stuff, and 10 Warriors. So he left 10 Warriors at the back that was going to hold the object objective and move. And he was going to threaten with his, his 30 hearth guard. So obviously he was hindered as well because he, he couldn't tunnel. Um, and he couldn't use his heart renders out of the sky in the same way I couldn't ambush. But I thought I've got my speed. If I go and clear one off, he's then going to be in a problem because he's going to have to make his way all the way across the board to try and take me off his. Otherwise he's, he's going to be losing. So I moved everything up. I moved my skeletons up. I uh, put the 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 black knights, the white king, and the zombie dragon up. I had an eight inch charge to make with my black knights, and I'd buffed them up to everything. I basically just put um, Van Hell's um, Lord of Bones uh, and Dread Knight on them, and I thought that'll just clear those twenty Arcanauts. It was an eight inch charge. Uh, I failed it i rolled a six i spent my last command point and rolled double one oh. oh shit this isn't gonna go well and then i uh so i threw the the vampire lord in and he did some damage to something um but it wasn't looking good um and then i got a lost priority turn two in which point yeah they i i suffered the counter charge um, and stuff started advancing over, and to be honest, it, it it got to the end of the turn, and it it wasn't, yeah. So I I anyway I I I conceded, and I'd said, well, you know, we, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll call it there, and uh, we'll live to fight another day, um, rather than roll the hundreds of dice. Um, I think that that uh, we could have done take the higher ground. Naps. Yeah, we could have done with power nap, uh, power naps, and I could. Uh, <laughs> I, I I didn't. I mean, I was looking at the people around me. I was on table eleven, and a win would have. I think it put Alex onto table five. Um, and looking at those lists, um, to be honest. It wasn't a tactical concession by any means at the time, but I think it was probably one of the better things I could have done. So I took, I, I, I just took the major loss, um, gave my secondaries, and 
uh, and that was that. Um, and then I didn't feel too great by that point. I had a, a bad head. Um, I think it had all been a bit all caught up with me in my old age. So I, I went back and spoke to the kids on the phone and asked the boy what I should eat. And he told me I should go and get burger and chips. <laughs> so I went and got some burger and chips, some Diaralite. Sage advice. Yeah. I got a box of Diaralite, um, some Rennies and some Ibuprofen. And I, <laughs> and I went back to the room and I slept for 11 hours, which was nice. the longest I've slept in about 12 years. It was phenomenal. <laughs> it was like... Hold on, 10 years younger. Oh, I'll tell you. It was absolute heaven. And everybody might have gone out and stuff, but I just sat there in my room. I didn't even put the tele... I paid for Wi-Fi as well, which I never normally do. I paid for 24 hours Wi-Fi. And within 18 minutes, I was asleep, <laughs> which was a bit of a bugger. But uh, no, it was good. I ate my, my half-pound burger. And I, uh, uh, Diarolite is an absolute blessing to anybody who goes to a tournament or ever has a, a late night and needs to be functional the next day. You can pick it up from any chemist or, <laughs> or, um, under the bridge. Have you ever had Diarolite? Right, you buy no. it, it comes in sachets, it looks a bit like drugs, but it's not, <laughs> or in like some kind of a, uh, it, it's like, you get a mug of water. How are you spelling it? Diarolite. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was and in drugs then... for combat the shits or something. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, is it? <laughs> you fire it into your... Uh, your and it oh, replaces so it just, all the salts. And so the it just rehydrates you. Give it you. Uh... Yeah, you give it babies when they're um, dehydrated <laughs> and stuff. And the thing <laughs> is... We start, mul- start drug testing at tournaments in Scotland, I think, Liam. But, you know? Do you know millennial mums? All these proper scummy mums who go out getting fucking really bladdered and that. Well, that's what they do nowadays. They uh, they just nail the diarolite when they get home, and they're functional the next day. Sorry. Sorry, and it's yeah. not just the scummy ones either. I mean, <laughs> the, the ones, who ones too. Profess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, no, that's the thing. A couple of neurofen, a Rennie, and a diarolite, and <laughs> you're on fire day too. Yeah. So there you go. There's a tip for you. And another is that, one is that going in everyone's Warhammer bags now for the weekend. <laughs> Minor, I have Plastic it. Blue, oh, uh, I have it. Diarolite. Diarolite. Yeah. Honestly, well, there you go. Basket. You get like four or five sachets. It's not cheap. It's about fiver, but it's worth it because you don't have anger over the next day. If it gets me two wins <laughs> day two, I'm all over it. <laughs> um, so that was. I, good I think that's uh, that's uh, not good competitively though. Using drugs to influence your games, Scott. I don't think that's. Uh... <laughs> No, no, it's not performance. Well, doing, it's, it's performance, and that's for Scott if he wins two games. Fuck it is, yeah. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was much needed. I, I'd had a few days on it, and um, yeah, I had to have, I had to wind it in and have an, and I slept through Eurovision. Apparently, quite a lot of the others <laughs> had been had been into the Eurovision. So no, that was good fun, and uh, the next day I was uh, yeah, more refreshed than I had been in a long time. Had the uh, had the con- the contingent carried on themselves? Uh, they went out for a Chinese apparently, and then they went and watched Eurovision. So uh. I don't know if Sean did. Sean was probably out on it. I don't. I don't so how, were, how, how were they doing? Because there was there was Kev, there was Sean, there was 
Grant. There was John Craig. There was Craig Graham. There was well. loads of us. Yeah, you you need to listen to the Bobo Diaries because I have a chat. But um, as I remember, um, John managed to get a win game three. John it was Craig, JP, of course, JP. Yeah, JP. Um, it was looking. Right. Everyone was Our looking strong. Um, I mean, Grant had unfortunately not got a win. Um, I think Sean had got one or two because he found himself on table five, game two. So Sean was running spiders, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Uh, but was yeah, Stormcast. Grant was on Stormcast. He had yeah. uh, he played against um, is she called Kerry or Cherry or Seri or whatever her name Kerry. is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Squig Army. She had the Squigs, yeah, yeah. She had. <laughs> it was pretty pretty amazing to see. Actually, she had a hamster, hamster cage. cage yeah. What? With all those rubber dice in it. <laughs> and so what she did was when she went to roll the dice, she threw them into just the hamster them cage. She just shook the hamster cage and then counted. <laughs> it was brilliant. Our, whole, our army's display was the hamster cage. Oh, it was good. Oh, so, I didn't see that. That was brilliant. It was, uh, yeah, so he had some good opponents. And Kev did as well with his Thunderscorn. He so played he against did. Nagash and he beat Nagash as well. Did he? Um, he did Dragon Ogre Spam. Yeah, he's Dragon Ogre's. Uh, if if I remember right, his game four, he actually smashed somebody so fast he got to go up to the cathedral, buy a tea towel for his mum, <laughs> and uh, take oh, selfies of himself up that's at the right. So we saw the saw the pictures. That's right. We yeah, saw the one. Yeah, he just smashed somebody. He just have, and he told him before he started that he was what he was going to do, and then yeah, he, uh, he had his wicked way with him. I think you were going to do it, yeah. Yeah, so JP was doing good. Um, JP, he was on Gristle Gore, Nemeth on Gristle Gore. Well. Yeah, Phil was doing well. Phil, I mean, if yes. you watch, if you watch the event, yeah, he, um, if you watch the coverage, he had game five on table one, so he was good. Um, a few people dropped a game error there on day one, um, but yeah, we were, poor, uh, all poor, right. poor Gary, Dark Fantastic Mills wasn't, wasn't. Oh, he was in a car crash. He wasn't ripping it up. He was lit well. Yeah, in well, a car was, crash day one maybe three, as well. He lost three <laughs> games day one, and then on his way into the event on on day two, um, some numpty in a a van drove into him on the way into the uh, the event. Uh, sort of like totaled the car. There were three of them in. Um, with airbags and this, that, and the other, they were a bit dazed getting out of the car. The the muppet who hit them uh, ran off, and uh, a, a guy who lived right next door is uh, a local hero. It's the guy who who um, uh, he, well, he was playing at the event. I'm not going to say who he was, was exactly. He well? Yeah, he was. Well, oh, he might he was either playing or he, no, he had a store. He had a store there, I think, but he was there anyway. And um, he chased the guy down, who then pulled a knife on him and told him to uh, get away or else he was going to sort of, like, do him in. And he just kept a distance but kept following him and um, let the police know where he was. So the police got this this uh, tool anyway. And then, um, unfortunately, the two boys who had come in the car... Um, didn't make game two. I had a quick chat with them. Uh, didn't make day two. I had a quick chat with them, and yeah, they were having a, a duck out. But Gary missed game one, uh, game four, 
but he made it for game five. But because he didn't make, because he didn't play all five games, he was ineligible for the spoon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. Oh, what a way to duck out of a spoon, eh? That's it. Yeah. Drive into some random links. So yeah, that was a uh, that was it was quite a tame tame Saturday night to be honest. So so game four, you turned up in your uh, performance enhancing drugs. Well, no, no, I was just bringing yeah. myself back to normality, <laughs> and it was shifting objectives. And yeah. again, drunk Stu's playbook. I, I thought I'd, I'd see it through. Do you know? And I don't I, think I've played that mission yet. Bizarrely. Look at you! It seems to be every event I play it. Oh, it's, it's never, it's, it's never been an event in Common Ground recently, is it? Uh, Masters. Then it was at Tempest. All right, well, I wasn't. <laughs> you don't play them, do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I played against a guy called um, uh, Rob Noise. Right, um, I'm, I'm on pull it. him up, and I'm Rob again. I mean, this was it, it was really difficult to pick your favourite player. Um, and I said earlier who I picked, and it was difficult for me because Clint was a, a legend, Got him. And, and this guy as well. And I mean, to be honest, yeah, there was there was a lot of competition for it. Um, and this guy, yeah. uh, it was interesting because um, Sedge, um, Rob Sedgman, he's he's part of the same club as him. And he and I'd been speaking to Sedge on day one. Um, War Chiefs. Yeah, and and Sedge was lived in Orkney as a child, so we've we've had a bit of banter, and we did it. Um, Wait a second, six... why did we not have Sedge on our team instead of you? Exactly, I asked him if he, he'd join us, but uh, he played in England team, didn't he, that first year? Yeah, we did. did it. Um, but we had a bit of a chat, and and anyway, uh, and this is a, a good point actually because this morning. I uh that morning I I tracked him down because he's he's got this uh um endeavor the um mm, mini mags mini mags mini mag. and I'll tell you what I I'd seen him on the internet and I thought mm, and I, and then Nathan had one when I came to the club at steps for a warm up game on um the night before well on the Wednesday night was it before uh, Bobo yep. and I thought well, I like that and so I went and saw it, and he had all the stuff, and he did a few demos, and yeah, I was sold. So I bought, right, I thought, God, I've bought loads here. So I bought <laughs> enough to do my whole death army, and it fit neatly in my pocket, and it was amazing. It's like, so I bought I bought a load of the, the cloud ones, like the five things, and then a load of the threes, and then the skirmish size ones. And I don't know, it wasn't much. It was about 40 quid. And I've already got a magnetized army. And I thought, well, for day two, I'll use these instead because, well. Why not? Why not? And it looks so much better and it plays so much better. And there's no messing about with the MDF chunky things that don't look good. And you, you don't even know they're there. So there you go. And if anybody is looking for a, a new movement tray solution, check out Minimags because it's, I was mightily impressed and um i know sean uh picked up um enough for his um current project as well so, or is he on something else now uh what did sean buy <laughs> i'm trying to think what he bought we all uh, went to we, oh yeah, that's right yeah we all went to war world on the day after 
and um, bought new goodies. So, anyway, he bought an album so, worth as well. So, Rob Noyes, I've got his list here. Uh, yeah. Rob Noyes, a.k.a. Chubby C. Mother of Dragons, Bobo 2019, Chuck Chief. So, he has... Uh, oh, it's a bit of a mess formatting here. He has... Let me try and split it up. Uh, yeah, Lord Selsen on Star Trek. How is it? Yeah, it's all kind of line lines are all merging into one here. Lord Lord Celestant on Star Drake, General Stars Defender, blah blah, some stuff. Drake Sworn Templar, so double Star Drake. There you go. Uh, Knight and Cantor, five Liberators, five Liberators, five Liberators, three Vanguard Paladors. Ooh, mm-hmm. there you go. No, and definitely. and two Fulminators, Cogs, and Quicksilver Swords, nineteen eighty. Yeah, so it was a nice looking army. It was really nice, and again, a really decent bloke. And I'd never killed a star. Oh no, I've never killed a star drake. And so I was thinking, but what I thought was, I looked at it and I thought, there's not many bodies there. So all I've got to do is diminish the bodies. And the way I play most games is, I retreat out of combat and score (laughs) score anyway. So um, I was, I wasn't confident. Because shifting objectives pulls the whole army into the middle of the board. And um, am I right in thinking that this is the one where your territory ends halfway in? It does, doesn't it? I think so. So so I didn't get my Legion of Night bonus if I was anywhere near the objectives. Which is a, a pain in the backside because... Being Legion of Night, if you're in your own territory, you're plus one to save with Death Rattle. Most of my arm is Death Rattle. So, yeah, I um, I was a bit cagey, but I just played for the points. And and it, it went... I gave him first turn, um, then he won second turn, and it was swingy again. In the end, it finished on 18-17 to me. So, again, it was a really close game. Um... To be honest, it was math. I think I had it at four. And at that point, we knew mathematically he couldn't do it. And I took the foot off the gas. And I, and I really shouldn't have so much because I didn't see it coming. And fair play to him. He, um, he's, we both picked the same secondary, which was control all three objectives. So I had I outdropped him. So I just grabbed them all. Oh no, I gave it him turn one because he deployed so far back I didn't think he could do it. Um, so he didn't manage to come in and grab them because he he deployed really defensively because he was worried about me coming in the backfield um, with my harbingers and stuff. I had my harbingers and my necromancer in ambush and my skeletons, 40 skeletons and 10 skeletons in the grave which were going to be pulled up on the objectives. So I let him go first. He didn't manage to to do it, so yeah. But then on the final game, uh, the final turn, he um he took me a bit by surprise because I took the foot off the gas and he uh as I say he um he took all three objectives, so diddled me out of my last five points. But well, fair play to him. And all I had left on the board that wasn't resummoned was the necromancer. Um, so he took seventeen hundred and ninety points from me, and I only took four forty from him. Um, so it was a bit nice. of a oh shit! It was a bit of a bloodbath, but um, uh, the scenario the was mission. one, yeah. But no, Rob was a a really cool guy, and I hope I get to play him again. And um, th- all those people who were from uh from that group that that group seemed to be 
particularly nice folk. So yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I've played quite a few of the Chatelmore Chief guys, and every game's been great. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I played one of the guys at Heat too. Who he, he, he was handed out a mini mag tray as a sort of souvenir. So he was he was a cracking chap as well. Yeah, no, they were they're a good bunch. Yeah, cool. So there cool. you go. We had yeah. So luncheon was had again. Um, people were told this time to only take a certain amount of sandwiches but <laughs> on day one i think a lot of people didn't get up and go go for the dinner and it was all cleared away before they got there so uh, uh, they had to do announcements and get people to go and fetch uh collect food because so many people well, there wasn't loads of people but there was half a dozen people maybe who were having to go and get food and then i'd got it so i was quite high up on the tables again um not massively high. I think I was the bottom end of the first row. Um, so, just submarine, submarine nicely there. Not not, yeah. not too high, not too low. Well, I don't think I ever fell below thirty something tables, um, which was pretty good. But this one was, I don't know what it was. It might have been table twenty or something. There had been a problem because they mixed our results up. So me and Rob. I thought, oh, that's funny. I've just won that game. Yeah, I've dropped 20 tables. What's going on here? Mm. And he came up to me afterwards and said, oh, there's been a mistake because I've gone up and they've, they've entered our uh, results wrong. So they switched our opponents. So I got who he would have had. And they just they just did it that way. So I ended up in focal points on gay five against Gristlegore. And it was a list Ooh. of Sam Watson. Oh, so yeah. Okay. I don't know if you can pull up Sam. Uh, and it, unfortunately, it. Drunk Stew's playbook, honestly, if you can. In fact, Here I'll send go. you a picture now of just how bad Drunk Stew's playbook <laughs> for uh, this, this, this final mission. And the early ones were pretty good, but this one is. That's how bad it is. There you go. I've sent it through. It is a lot of circles and a lot of missing units. <laughs> and, um, and I had to try and make sense of that picture to to deploy. So for those people who can't see it, it's a, well, it looks like something, I don't know what it looks like, but anyway, I had to, I had to decipher it to, to deploy. Um, so what did Sam have? So Sam had the almost GP Gannis TM build. So Gristle Gore, Gookie on Terrorgeist, Savage Strike, blah, 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 Gruesome Bite. Uh, Goku on Terrorgeist, Doppelganger Cloak, Gruesome Bite, One Arch Regent. Oh, just one, just one Arch Regent. Interesting. Okay. Um, Goku as well then, is it? No, there's not yeah. a Goku. There's not. Oh, he had a, he had a. Coop Gas Courtier, twenty, yeah. twenty ghoul, uh, ghouls, ten ghouls, ten ghouls. He's got a slightly bigger ghoul patrol. Corpse Cart, of course. TM. Ghoul patrol. He's got cogs. He's got chalice, and he's got palisades. He's got a bit more spells there. He's sacrificing the, the the king or the regent for the for the a bit more ghouls and a bit and a bit more spells. Um, yeah. So yeah, not 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 your total crystal gore TM, but no, it's not it's still not nasty. absolute fill. But I was scared enough looking at it. Um, <coughs> we deployed, and I didn't want to give him first term because I I was on the first term against Liam and Nathan when Liam was running it at the doubles, and uh, I just thought. I've got one chance. And before we deployed, and, and unfortunately my last 
my last bloody secondary was kill their general with yours. So I <laughs> knew I had to kill a gristle gore general on a this general will kill probably. <laughs> yeah. And so at this point I'd had a couple of pints again and it was just fun and he was a really nice guy as well. And I just said, Look, um let's let's just talk this through. Um your general gets to fight first. You can feed him frenzy and make him fight again. And you can and they can do that with like the feeding frenzy with everything, as you know. Mm. And he's like, Yeah. And I said, Right, so if you deploy and I can charge something and then I'm not I'm not within three of you, but then I pile in. At that point, the FAQ means it goes in the normal order. So I attack you, then you attack me. And that was that was agreed. That's that's right, isn't it? That's the way it is nowadays. Can I get confirmation from you? Sorry, I wasn't listening. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. So so basically, uh... in, before we deployed, I said, um, obviously, uh, when when it first came out, it was interpreted as if you pile in from out with three, they don't get to fight back. But now we know they do. But it's in the normal order. Yes, so if I charge order. something, if you charged something else, then pile in. Him, you could hit him before because it's not the at the start phase anymore. He doesn't get to yeah. hit you before you hit him. So I said that does in the game is the Slanesh Demon Prince. Yeah. It says when you pile into it, it gets to immediately pile and attack. Yeah. So I said to him at the beginning, that's how it works. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, that's how it works. And I says, okay, that's cool. Um, but you probably won't deploy within, you probably won't be within three of anything anyway. And we left it at that. Then we deployed. And I saw that he had, in fact, left a string of ghouls. And I could, if I got the charge right, get into the end of a string of ghouls and then potentially pile in. And so I just thought, well, I've just got to go for it. And that's all there is to it. Um, And so it's an all or nothing death or glory. It was a bit like the one in game three, which went horribly wrong. Um, But I thought, okay. And he'd also put his arch regent. He had shielded him by stuff and there was terrain and this, that and the other. And he couldn't really have gone anywhere better with him based on what models he had. Um, But I saw it and I just thought, I've just got to be ultra aggressive. And I'm not normally an aggressive player, but I just thought, right. And I said to him, I says, look, I'm going to go total aggro on you now. (laughs) And if it works, great. And if not, um, I'm in bother. So what I did was I, um, I cast pinions. And it only cast on a six. And I was like, oh, shit. Because if it didn't cast, I was going to need an 11-inch charge, I think. Or a 10-inch charge. Mm-hmm. And he tried to dispel it, and he rolled a five. And I was, that was it. So because I had swift form, and I had the plus five, I only then needed something like a six-inch charge with a reroll um, with the general to get into exactly where I needed so I moved the general right up. I just pushed it right up in the face. I, I pulled the um, 40 skeletons out of the grave on the middle objective. Um, I had my two secure. I then I threw the white king and my black knights to challenge his objective on one side. Um, and I did then deviate from the playbook because... <laughs> Why, Stu? Well, I thought I, I can follow the playbook or I can kill that arch regent. I needed 
an 11 inch charge with my harbingers which are on a 3d6 charge so i pulled the harbingers in at the end of the movement phase with the necromancer so i knew i had an 11 inch charge on a reroll on three dice and i thought sod it i'm just gonna go for it and then it all just went perfectly right so that the harbingers rolled somewhat like a 14 and all four of them got into the arch region the way i positioned them my general got exactly into the end of the unit of ghouls and so i thought right i piled him in first um i'd shot first of all i breathed on the the terrorgeist and i did two wounds so he was down to 12 and then i charged into the ghouls i activated first i piled into the general and i whiffed all the um the lance attacks if i remember right was he not fighting you first no no because i piled in from outside of three. Oh, was he stuck so elsewhere he was stuck he, well i charged into his ghouls and then because i was out with three i then piled in uh, into three so was he so, was, was he not playing it particularly no, well then, he just or? thought i wasn't fast enough he didn't uh, think he'd get over there um, but because I had swift form and pinions, and I'd said it before, don't get me wrong, I did say it, but he just didn't mm. he didn't think I'd make it that far, um, and I did. So I managed to pile it in, and two of the bites went through, and I rolled double six. <laughs> and it was like, he only had 12 left. <laughs> and then he failed, he failed every single death save. Oh, and wow. I just killed him. And he says, oh that double six has done me and then he says oh but you have got seven claw attacks left anyway so i don't feel quite so bad which is fair because sure. i think i've done some damage with them so that was the first thing the first turn first charge first piling i killed his general i got my secondary straight away wow. and i was like and, and i said to him i'm only playing for my secondary that's all i want and then at that point i thought well things could get a bit better here yeah and then, um so he 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 was totally shook, I think, by that because he deployed another te- his other terror guy star dragon or whatever it was quite far out yeah, yeah. to try not to get um, ambushed by the harbingers. But because I'd brought the harbingers to hit the ghoul king, the the arch regent guy or whatever he is. Anyway, the arch regent got cut into a thousand pieces. He think he took twenty four wounds. Um, yeah, so, he dead. Do it. so it came to his turn one and he had no general and no magic um his his caster had gone so he was you've really lost your, you've lost your plus d3 attacks you've lost your yeah special so host probably so i was six one up turn one i won turn two priority and went 12 three <laughs> and then it went 18 7 22 9 25 13 so but lad he he yeah, it it went pretty bad for him in the end, and um, he'd got, he'd picked the one where he had to have at least a third of his mo- his units alive at the end, but the army just yeah went through him at the mm. end, I think. And although again he killed a lot more points than me because I just ignored his other terrorgeist and stuff, and I I just picked off the the chaff then. Yeah, well, plus you've killed two thirds of his summoning as well. So, well, that's it. Well, I I knew if I killed the harbing the the arch regent turn one, 
and his general, the army didn't really function very well after that, which it didn't. So, so yeah, I was really lucky. So I I ended up on four four majors, which is phenomenal. Top work, top work. Yeah, I mean they weren't top 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 tier lists. Um, they were they were tricky, definitely. I was only playing Legion a night for God's sake. I, I, it's not like I had a really top tier list. So it's not like you'd like mixed death or anything. No, well I was thinking about it. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know. Well. Before the event, I was uh, I was saying Legion of Night should be a faction on its own, and I'd even emailed or, t- or Twittered saying, "Is it going to be on its own?" Because I picked it specifically because I knew they were giving out faction awards. Thinking, oh God, I've got to win that. Uh, yeah, no other, no other Muppet will take Legion of Night. Um, but no, we got rolled in with Legions of Nagash, and uh. I think we were the second highest. There were 17 of us, I think, with Legions and Magash. And, uh, yeah, I got highest. So I won a trophy. Nice. The, um, the best in faction. And I was totally made up. It was, I mean, putting it in perspective, I was 31st. So it's not but like I was, I was challenging. Yeah, but four, 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 four major wins, though. Yeah, four I mean, major that's, wins. That's, that's, the, that's, that, that's the reality of a 192-player tournament, though. I mean... Yeah, you will, you, you will, you will meet stuff that's not top tier. Yeah, yeah. unless everyone's six... playing X five yeah, actions, you, you need six or be... seven, six or seven games for that. Or I think um, the secondary makes it a bit, a bit. There were people on forum one that came eighth. Would it have been? Yeah. Mm. And I was four and one on thirty first, so they've obviously been put ahead of me because of having more secondaries. I didn't do great in my secondaries. I think I because uh, you got uh, thirty points for a win, you got five points for a secondary, and five points nine a secondary. Um, so I didn't, I didn't have as many. I don't think I've seen a final standings that included points, so I don't know how many. Off yeah, neither have I. Just saw the the leaderboard that they gave. Yeah. Uh, do you think strength of schedule would have made that a better system, just the five wins rather than the secondaries? Because secondaries only favour you so much, and if you do it in the right order, if you're lucky in the right order of doing them. Yeah, it's uh, it is a funny one. I don't know. I don't know about secondaries. I'm still not 100% convinced. I think if the TO wants it to work that way, then it, it can work. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to know what you're going into. Knowing the missions in advance and what the secondaries were, I always kept um, control all three. Well, control all objectives in the bag for shifting objectives because I knew I could control all three turn one. Yeah. Uh, if I outdropped my opponent, um, so I shouldn't have used kill the most uh, the highest points character term game one. I did that on Manfred just because I was He's playing big, fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. I was playing fluffy. I thought I'd get him, but he was so fast, and I had the choice on turn five. I won the priority, and I had the choice of killing Manfred. Or making sure that the yeah. game was won. Um, 
Well, see, that's, uh, a, that's what I, I find the problem with secondaries. I think if you're dominating and you have a secondary, you're going to get the secondary anyway. But sometimes to get your secondary, you're giving up the chance of winning the game because your focus gets split. Yeah. It like was you said there, yeah. It was different. And I think that going into it, knowing that that's what you're going into, so long as you get mm-hmm. into the spirit of it, it's all right. I think it it was interesting to see just where Legions and Nagash are at the minute. I think a lot of the best players who play with Legions and Nagash gave it a miss because we were out of the realms. So the good players with Nagash, you know you're going to struggle to cast all your spells if you've not got realms, really. The guy I played, um, he... Um, uh, What's he called? Andrew. He managed because I had death casters on the board, so he had my spells. But when um, Grant, not Grant, Kevin, yeah, I think it was Kevin Grant played uh, a Nagash player. They said that he was he was running out of spells and he couldn't actually cast his last couple of spells each turn because yeah. he wasn't in the realms and and it really does diminish the power so i think a lot of the best players probably ditch legions and agash for other factions which is why i was the highest and i was only 31st place so it shows what impact the realms I think, have i think they're just getting pushed out of the meta as well i think without i don't even i obviously sold my nagash army i just uh was past the point of it Thinking that the realms made him, he's brilliant in the realms. Uh, but other armies can do casting now better than what Nagash can. It's mm. like Skaven can, Gloom Spike can. Yeah, Gloom Spike is strong, aren't they? When that moon's in the right place. But it's even that they can get like six casters for the same points as Nagash is. Yeah. But then that six targets rather than Nagash just be one target in your army. If you verse anyone that has the ability to shoot him from range or. Uh, yeah. Hold him in place. Like again, the warp vortex is something you can deploy it out of the gash range. You can deploy it out of his unbind range. Deploy it. He's then moving. He can't fly, so he can't fly over these units to get out of the way of it or anything. And all of a sudden, he's sitting there for two, three turns inside that vortex. Yeah. And... yeah, I think that's one of the reasons I did well because he was committed to an objective. Um, so you knew he wasn't going to leave that objective. And then once you kill the other two characters and he really, the wide he really ones. struggle he really struggles with total commitment as well. Yeah. Without he, that's his worst uh, mission I always felt when playing him was uh, total commitment because again you can't deep strike. But also means your opponent is going to know you have a weak side because there's going to be a side of the board where the gash is. There's going to be a side of the board where he isn't, mm. and he can only obviously protect so much units. Yeah, but I, I would recommend people go. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a how different. Was it, how was it space wise then with that much people? Oh, there was loads of space. It wasn't uncomfortable. I was really lucky. I never played a single game where I didn't have a sideboard nice. or uh, an alley. I, on my first game, I had a, a like a corridor type thing between me and the next table, so I had a bit of space at the side. Um, my second game, I was against the stage, so I used that as a sideboard. My third game, I was against the stage. Um, my fourth game uh, was, bizarrely, um, whoever was in the car crash 
one of their players was going to play on it. So the, the table was vacant. So I got to use that. And then in my final game, um, I was at the the other end of the aisle from the stage where there's a bar that was closed. So I had that as a sideboard. So I was really lucky in being able to put stuff on the side. But you never bumped people behind you. There was enough space. I don't think they could have got any more in unless they moved tables upstairs and then you wouldn't have anywhere to chill out and eat and things. But it, it was it was comfortable. It was it was comfortable and the atmosphere were good. People were good. Um the humour I, I I liked it. I don't think I didn't feel uncomfortable. And I was saying earlier to Scott that there were there were women there that didn't feel uncomfortable with it. Um even though it's a little bit You know up front what yeah. it is. That's kinda of the idea is if you've ever listened to the podcast that they had yeah. before you know from that what sort of yeah, it's good and it's a lovely it's what city. Sort of scene is. Yeah, sort of. It's a nice city and it's a nice venue and everybody's friendly and I'd definitely go again. Um if I can. I know it's been announced for next year and it's a funny date. I think I was a bit concerned it might be very close to Six Nations. I don't know if I'll be involved in that next year, but I saw the date and I thought, oh, that might be a struggle. Um but yeah, there you go. So that's Grand. Bobo. So Grand. go, go. That's my recommendation. Go yeah. there. Watch the uh, watch the games. The coverage was great by the Honest War Gamer. Um, I didn't get to watch it live, obviously, because I was playing. But um, I watched it back on YouTube in my hotel at the airport before I flew back on Tuesday. Um, after the event, we all went. We stayed another night. We went out and celebrated in Weatherspoons and uh, all the people who were staying over an extra night went there and then we all went to Warhammer World on Monday uh, did the tour for my first time there's some amazing hey. bits in there On oh. uh, I, I was so close to buying new stuff um, I ended up just buying some uh, I bought some Lord of the Rings minis for the kids and uh, some and I bought the I don't know, an exclusive Black Library book and I don't know, some other little bits and pieces, but I didn't go all in. Uh, Although one or two of the other guys who we were with uh, did. So, yeah, Sean Sean was all for the Fire Slayers. (laughs) Um, Grant has fecked up. See? He's he's going gristle gore. (laughs) Is Um, he? Yeah, yeah. He's a... He's, he's, that's he's it. earned it. He's earned it, I suppose. Yes. And then uh, the only one who was, um, I don't know, measured and composed and <laughs> resisted the urge was Kev. So good on him. If you can go to Warhammer World and uh, once, yeah, did well. Quick shout out for the results for the local guys. Uh, yeah. Phil Phil McGuinness with his Skaven came fourth in the end. Amazing, yeah, well done. So was he? He was, he was on the stream monks. last game. He's, he calls them skill monks. Skill monks. <laughs> Two times forty plague monks. Skill monks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was good, and there was interviews with him afterwards, and he's he's a he's a, a humble and decent bloke. I think uh, he's a good lad. So he's a Scot- he's a Scot- well. Scottish Geordie. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 up there. So he came fourth. He beat Darren Watson in the last game. Um, 
I mean, that was a bit questionable. I'm sorry. We we may we may <laughs> you may say I'm out of order saying it, but have you watched the game back? Yeah, a little bit. I, I saw the crucial role. <laughs> I mean, well, there should never have been a crucial role. Why do you put both seekers, both keepers? Sorry, right up. And I could see that he was trying to neuter a couple of bits here and there, but. Surely he knew he was going to get that counter charge, and if he is didn't that, get the double turn, he was going to get smashed up. Is that just Darren's style, though? I don't know. I don't know. He's, I don't he's, know. he's, quite, he's quite bold, maybe. When he's, and his, he, he said afterwards, his, um, his shaman that was the last, that was a crucial bit to kill the, kill the game, wasn't well, it? Turn two. I mean, or something. It shouldn't never come to that because the thing was, <coughs> he should have thrown away the two, the two big keepers. I don't know. I was yeah. just watching it in a hotel room thinking, what's he done? Because <laughs> I, well, I don't know. Those plague monks just seem ridiculously strong. So, yeah. I don't. Well, I don't, I don't suppose I know what you do when you've got that army that Darren had actually playing against all those monks. I suppose it's all or nothing, and you've just got to hope that you can kill what you need to kill before. Uh, the keepers can go through plague monks quite quickly. I don't think he got a long enough charge. That was the thing, yeah. wasn't it? And um, uh, yeah, you can tear through them, forcing the the battle shock. Uh, yeah. Command point spend, but the problem is, is that it's all they're going to do is take away the ones that are furthest away from you, and not care about the uh, death frenzy or anything, and then just swing back at you because the keepers are so fragile. Yeah, uh, it's it's it was an interesting one uh, to watch. I think I think the coverage is really good though, so. So a mm. good shout out to that, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more of the tournaments that do uh, going well, forward. Six, Six Nations is next up. He's he's doing that. So yeah, be good. Be great. I wasn't sure. I couldn't see anything about it. Yeah, no, they are they're covering yes, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. So I'll be able to catch up on it. So, so Phil was fourth. Um, going down the list a little bit. We've got next next highest was David Nemeth with with his Grussel Gore twenty first. So you must have got four wins, I guess, as well. He did, yeah. Um, JP. Just slightly behind him on twenty fifth with his Grizzle Gore. I think they were pretty similar builds. I know. I know Nemeth was was messaging GP about it. So uh, Stu thirty first. So outstanding. Yeah, not bad for Legion of Night. Eh? Yeah, Legion of Night. Come on. And there was a huge <laughs> jump uh, to the next highest um, Scotsman or or from the north, Craig Graham, hundred and sixteenth. So <laughs> not doing too well with his. He had double dragon. I think he'd. Uh, he he was talking about trees, but obviously Bobo wasn't particularly pro trees. We've mentioned that, so he he switched to I think double double sort of vampire lord on zombie dragon. Um, Kevlo 136 with his dragon over spam beast of chaos. Um, I've got in here Dan Ryan just because he's kind of chatted to him at the at heat two. He says he listens to the show. He's one of Gary's mates, one of the car crash victims, I think. So he. Well, he's then is being finishing 138th, so maybe. We, 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 yeah, that's not bad considering he only played three games. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, you know why? Because he's playing Skaven, so. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> Come on down. Get, and he said get he, the silver F back out. He said, <laughs> he said he, too, he just bought an army. He was switching to it immediately, so, so he did. So yeah. <laughs> well done. Man of your word. Um, Sean McKechnie, 146 with his Gloom Spite gets Spider List. Um, Paul Whitehead, I've picked him out. He's he's just below. He's 152nd. He was. Did you see Paul there? 
I did. I had a good chat with him, and then yeah. he's, he was with his um, dragons at Order of Recognis yeah, again. Yeah. And I was Still surprised. He, I was surprised that they, yeah. were, they didn't do well any of the Order of Draconis, I don't think. Yeah. I think. Um, Fact yeah, in, but, or that's a problem. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll see Paul up north again. Not seeing from. But young where. Luke, young Luke did really well. Just to be fair to Luke Whitehead. Um, and he was against Tony Moore in Game Five, I think. Was he? Um, I remember watching the the stream of stream back of Phil McGuinness against uh, Darren Watson on Game Five, and you could see Tony against uh, Luke in the background. So Luke had the um, what's the feck thing that's not blister skin or gristle go? The Royal Mordants, are they called? Was it Hollow Morn? Is it Hollow Morn? Is that what it's called? That's the gold based one, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was the different one anyway. And he was doing, re- he did really well all the way through. Um, so, so fair play to him. Well uh, done. Well done. Yeah. I've not got him on here, actually. I've not got a little table of uh, kind of Scottish or Northern people, but so that's my mistake. Um, Grant Fraser, 165th with his Stormcast. Uh, John Craig with his KO, 172nd. So not. Particularly good for the KO. <laughs> think he had a few. It was the matchups. I think he had a few bad matchups. He said, "Yeah, mm, okay." Um, <laughs> and Cat, Cat with her deep kin down in 178th. So towards the bottom. Actually, I missed off Gary Marshall here. He was down in 191st or something. I think in the towards the end. So yeah, he, he wasn't eligible He's... for the wooden spoon because he missed game four after the crash. Yeah, poor yeah. lad. Well, I, I think I was the only person who brought one of Gary's trophies back north of the border, so uh, I'm quite I'm quite proud. I mean, I know I was only thirty first, but I, well, still it good. was quite nice. Yeah, Perfect. I was I was happy with that. Great. So there you go. But it wasn't the only event that was on that weekend, was it? No, we had at Common Ground John <coughs> Harper running uh, one day. Uh, Wrath of the God King, he called it. So there was 18 players, I think. Liam, you were one of them. Yep. Um, I missed it. I missed both. I, yeah, I was uh, I was at home just kind of watching both remotely on social media. So, um, yeah, how, how, how did you get on, Liam? Good. Uh, lost game one, then submarine for two wins afterwards. So you were playing with Slanesh? Slanesh, yeah. Yeah. But I had a... I had a pretender's list, uh, Realm of Olgu, Keeper of Secrets was my general with the Strength of Godhood and Strongest Alone. One of those gives it D3 extra damage, one allows it if it's alone. No, no friendly units within six of rerolls hit rolls. And Slither Slash is its we- weapon for plus two attacks and its claws. Uh, Song of Secrets was its spell. Uh, two contour epitomies. One has a Sword of Judgment and Hysterical Frenzy. The other one has Born Damnation. An Infernal Rapturous, two units of 30 Davinettes, unit of 10 Davinettes, and the uh, Revelers formation. And then Ether Void Pendulum, Geminids, Quicksilver Swords, and the Umbral Spellport for 1950. Nice. So this was just one game, sorry, one day, three games. Um, yeah. John John had pre-drawn it all. There was, there was no Realms, I think that was right, wasn't there? No Realms, no. No Realms, but he, and he'd drawn the, the missions beforehand. A uh, little bit controversially, he decided on... Um... No, the missions were done after list submission. But... After list, but, yeah. but still... 
still right, so um, before the day. Still before the day, he done his uh, mission three was better uh, part of valor. So why? <laughs> did he choose that or did he roll oh no he rolled it didn't he he did roll it he did say it was uh, it was rolled was it Simon uh, yeah. no I think it was uh, Peter but here we go alright oh, okay <laughs> so so anyway um, so Liam you had two wins um, it was really game one was a crucial one wasn't it for yourself yeah you I lost I lost this Lanash Mirror you lost uh, drawn against Lee filthy Lee against Lee yeah <sighs> It is. He, just, he, did, he, did, he had a different list to you, didn't he? Different he did. It was just uh, uh, I I was limited by what models I had available at the time. He had uh, a mix of older stuff, so he has like the Marauder units, and then he has obviously the two Coopers as well. So I was quite limited on what I had access to mm. for the event, so I was still actually fully painted because I didn't want to take a half-painted army. Uh, to yeah, no, totally. So... And, was summoning was, was summoning key in this at all or deprived? Uh, he summoned a lot. I didn't summon anything. Uh, I had no ar- units left on turn three, so <laughs> uh, his army was a faster build. Uh, he had less drops, which allowed him to give me turn one. So my magic, all the and the spells I had, do nothing turn one. Right. And then uh, he won the turn to priority roll, which kind of decided the game. Uh, there. That's pretty much it. It's a hard one. Uh, I like I like his list as well. Obviously, looking at it on paper, I misread what uh, the Invaders host did. Uh, so I actually think it's actually a really strong list and it's something I'm looking towards to build, except I don't want to buy Marauders. So I'm kind of looking at alternatives at the moment. Or I still think the ever-chosen book that will come out in July or August is going to take mortals away from, uh, well, the Slaves of Darkness units away from the Chaos books and make them that they have to go in a formation like what Beasts of Chaos do to gain their keyword rather than... Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah. That'd be nice. Cle- cle- just, just clean up a bit. Make it make it, it just makes them a lot more fair because it, again, is nothing worse, like you say. The, the, like you say, Lee has access to 40-old Marauders but he's obviously using he's he's got, he's got quite a good uh, he's using a conversion he did for his sisters of slaughter for them to look very like sleek and uh, mm. thin. Uh, but yeah, just the horrible marauder models are horrible, and they just look so out of place with yeah. the new Slanesh. Yeah, totally. Uh, they would just look like an eyesore. So I'm looking at an alternative at the moment. If I have to, I'm looking at the Frostgrave cultists. They've got really because they've got like hooded heads. They're all like, I hate to say it, kind of like the KKK hood, or like a, or like a executioner's hood. I like that. That's that's only hood that came to mind. <laughs> Not that I'm a favoritism, but no. Oh my uh, god. Like an there are hooded clubs that you can take inspiration from people. But no. Yeah, I see what you say. But yeah, so they have all that sort of uh, hoods and. Like they have like ragged clothes and that, so I think they would do you think, better. Do you as think slayers. that like thralls would be pretty good with like different heads? Probably would be, but thralls are on thirty twos quite... and they sp- oh. barely fit on thirty twos. Oh, okay. Uh, Dark Elder witches is the other one that I had the idea of, but there's no shields there, and then that means you'd have to find a shield alternative. And... Mm. Yeah, I would quite like to use witch elves. 
is what I would like to do again. Oh, yeah. That's not making twenty marauders is twenty three quid. That thirty quid, thirty five quid for ten witches. Kind Jeez. of a. I know what you said. The, the coin had what to be on that one. Yeah. I don't want like an absolute cheaper alternative conversion. I just want one that's either about the same price or looks better. These the play thirty quid for the twenty. Because again, I was looking at using. Uh, like internal guard converting internal guard and putting like oh, David yeah. heads on them because uh, the hell striders come with male heads that are like bald and demonic looking i was thinking of them uh the chaos cultists from 40k but they've all they're all monoposed with the guns in both hands so i couldn't i think the coolest i've seen still is the was it was it the kyric acolytes that you kind of turn into marauders there yeah but again but that's definitely the coolest I've seen, but they maybe not still an but... they, str- they struggle with it on 25s. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty chunky, aren't they? So. Uh, I think that's pretty much the pretty much the problem is is everything doesn't fit on a 25 mil base well. And mm. I find it really weird Marauders are still on 25s because they even that model uh overhangs a bit. Yeah. yeah. So again, the Slaves Darkness book might change that. Fingers crossed, yeah. fingers crossed. So um just to fast forward, the winner of uh, Wrath of the God King was from the Martin family, but not Lee. It was son of Lee, young Adam, taking out his first win, I think, on the Scottish scene. And the future. Congr- the congratulations future. to him. Yeah, he's, he, what is he? I don't know, he must be like 16, 17 there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I mean, Lee smashed him down in the finals once or twice. <laughs> so it's about time he yeah. took the win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't play each other, unfortunately, but... He did take it out. Okay, he was running Filthy Skaven. Um, his, his list here, it's actually got three towers in it. Two two Graciers on Screaming Bell, one Plague Priest on Plague Furnace. 20 Clan Rats, 20 Clan Rats, 20 Clan Rats. Then the real filth, 40 Plague Monks, 40 Plague Monks, 20 Plague Monks. Holy moly. Um, so 100 Plague Monks. Um, mixture of, well, the 240s have got Woe Staves and Fetid Blades. The 20s got two Fetid Blades. He has the Vortex, Bell of Doom and Vermintide, so bang on 2,000 points. Um, so well done to him for uh, yeah. taking it out. And he's, by all accounts, he, he played it you know, quickly and obviously a lot of monks, a lot of dice um, to roll. He's, he, you know, he, he took care of business probably just by killing everything very quickly, but nevertheless still uh, still did the business. So not, not, not your kind of cut and paste scaven list what you've seen floating about but it's similar damn forward so it's kind of what he's taken mm. forward did list similar quite to it that came out of obviously heat two and then it was kind of talked about yeah with all of us so yeah i think that's where his dad kind of put him to with a list <laughs> it's it's stupidly it's stupidly strong but hopefully the generals have their points will fix the issues that are there with it uh, there's nothing that you can do with an FEQ or an errata to alter that scroll and really start from scratch. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty complicated and nasty. Um, it just but, does everything. If, yeah. if if they didn't, sh- they don't shoot, but it does everything else. Well, see, that's the sorry. Going back way before we were talking earlier, we were talking about the boat. So it's what you do with the boat is you take twenty five uh, Skaven acolytes, which have like a six, eight inch range with their Ren two attack that shoots. So they you throw them up the board to twelve inches. They can run and shoot. So they move six basic. So they're moving twenty four basic and they shoot eight inches. Rent one attack each. Fours and freeze. Ren two d three damage. 
So look at that. That's yeah. one of your battle units if you're Squire. It's so. pretty good. We did get a question, didn't we? Um, through which is well, we, we did. Well, there's a few different ones from last time as well. Hangovers that are all Skaven related, really. So we've got questions relating to why are they so broken, and questions as to how do you beat them. So, I mean, what 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 are your th- first thoughts? I've not played them. Well, I have played them once Lucky at the you. Aberdeen event, um, and it wasn't an optimized list. And the fact of the Realmscape feature meant that um, it it was it boxed himself in, so he didn't really get to bring everything to bear. And there were no plague monks. So it wasn't filthy yeah, Skaven. I've, I've not played against proper Plague Monks yet in a Skaven list. There's a, a unit of 40 in the Nurgle list. I played a Heat 2, um, the Cheltenham guy, but I've not played Nurgle. Uh, sorry, I've not played Skaven Plague Monks yet. The, the only one game I've had against play, uh, Skaven was Chalmers at Heat 2, and it was it was, it was was a good close game, actually, in the end. I think my flavour of Feck is better against it than... Normal fact, yeah. Than Gore, but um, I've not played so, against the Plague Monks yet, so I, I, I can't really. So why uh, are they so bent? Why is Skaven so bent then, Liam? Give us your succinct answer to why. What what is it that's so broken about them? Where do I start? Well, I think <laughs> you always start. Like, do you always yeah, yeah. So <laughs> their, their points are way. Their points are far too low for how good they are. I don't think they add in that the allegiance ability of the units of 20 or more get plus one to hit, units of 30 more get plus one to hit and to wound. They don't take that into effect really on... I felt that that ability should maybe only be verminous, so it's only storm vermin clan rats that got it, rather than it touching plague monks. That would be Uh, good, because that would encourage storm vermin, which you just don't see, do you? Yeah, exactly. It would encourage storm vermin. Uh, All the vermin lords are far too cheap for a 12 wounded, 4 up armor saved, 5 up ignore wounds save. Uh, yeah, what are they? What, what's their points? 260? Uh, well, they vary. So the Vermin Lord Warps here, the one you see all the time, he's 260. So he has... Arable to Martax, looking at their saves and their abilities, I mean, what? why are Martax like 150 points more? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> yeah. This question he's answered. It's literally, it's literally that. That is literally the point. Is why, but again, you they were pointed at a different time in the game. That's the point. That's again, Neferata, for example, is still a broken model because she's allowed to stack her command ability. Well, that is still her biggest problem. But yeah, compare them to Manfred, and Manfred is just shit. I mean, Manfred. And the thing is, he's is it is it? Everyone loves to hate him. But he's shit. Why is he for that price? I mean, they fight they should all be 300 well, be points, all three of them. They shouldn't be any more than 300. Or they no. should get. So, example, the warp here. So, the warps here, for example, in your hero phase, on a free up, you get command point. On a six, you get D3. It has a rerollable armor save because of its orb, but it can, once it throws its orb away, it can't get a reroll save anymore. So, you take a ethereal arm on it, so it's got a four up save rerolling that's immune to rend. And then as a five-up death save. And you've got your uh, the artifact they put on it. What is it? The it's got um, the mastery magic, which means that uh, after it rolls its spell cast once per turn, it can either add one to it. So this is after it rolls, it decides if it's doing it. Then pl- minus one to dispel, or minus one to unbind. I think as well. 
or plus one to the roll anyway. Uh, but you could decide that after you've cast. So you could go, oh, I've rolled a, set, a four. It's an all-mark fail. Yeah, I'm not wasting it. Things like that. They put really weird... Uh, clan rats are just way too cheap for bodies. They're way, To fill a basic battle line option, they're way too cheap. Being 120 for 20 bodies that have the ability to retreat and charge and plus two to the run and things like that is just too good. Because, again, they're not designed to fight, but they're designed that if you can't kill 20 of them, they're immune to Battleshock pretty much immune automatically because the warp Warpseer has a holy within 26 immune to Battleshock ability for a command point. Uh, when Master Clan units spend a command and uh, use a command ability on a 5+, plus, they get a command point back as well. That's so how another. do you beat them? How do you beat them? The subsequent question. Get lucky. <laughs> Honestly, at the moment, that's all that I've been able to. Can you them. can you first turn them alpha them? No. Take the bodies off before the before the. Uh... Well, that was my plan. No, doesn't work. No, why? Why doesn't not? Work well enough because it matters on the army they are. See if they have sixty pl- clan rats. If they have a unit of forty or eighty plague monks behind that. You're just going to die because you're going to hit the wall, die, kill the wall. You'll kill the 60 of them, but then two units of 40 Plague Monks are going to go through your whole army. But if, There's nothing you can stop. But, but no, if you leave the the 60s in front, the Plague Monks can't get through them, can they? So they're boxing themselves they're in. Retreat. But they don't care. Because then they just throw the Vortex at you and you grind away in your own army. Because mm. you can't fly and you can't run. Okay. So if you if you have slow enough movement, like example total commitment is the perfect example of a mission. If you have four inch movement, the the point with Skaven at the moment is to play the really good stuff. You can't be low drops, so they're always like ten plus, uh, from what I've seen. So, okay. so daughters did well at Bobo. Jack took it out. Yeah, yeah. He he took out. Um, but Jack Jeff is Coast. Jack is like some kind of a. Oh yeah, it's like a, a pre-programmed killing machine. It's like a, it's like a Terminator. Terminator but, yeah. I, I don't ever see Jack roll bad dice whenever I watch a stream either. Did he? It's all did positive he... mental attitude. Yeah. <laughs> did Did he play Skaven? Did, did yes, he beat Danford. Do Bo- did, did he beat Danford? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So Doris beat Skaven. But Doris Doris can beat Skaven, but again, that matters on. How that game goes. Again, if you roll stupidly well on your Hagnar saves, the Skaven don't kill you. Mm. But again, Marathi is a real problem for Skaven because they don't really have a proper way of getting rid of her still. Can I can I just say that I've been put up the put under the Jack Armstrong boss two two Six Nations in a row. <laughs> well, you're safe. You're safe this year. He's you're not safe there. This year. He's not there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is a good player. You know, he's. <sighs> He's uh, it's, but it's it, good to it's, see. I, was all on him. I don't know if he does listen, but he does. Like I, 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 I find it amazing, like how, like example, last Six Nations where he did like a stupid amount of mortal wounds against that Demonet player, uh, the Slanesh player. Like oh, it's cruel, insane. It? Yeah, it was one hundred and seven or something. Yeah, in one turn. That's a, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. I, I killed, I killed Croak with a Mortis engine. In that game, when I played him, <laughs> a Mortis engine. It didn't matter because it was a better part of Valor, and he he'd already mathematically won. I think. Yeah, I was. I was next to you. I think I was, yeah. that, that was the last the last uh, round, wasn't it? I was I was next to yeah. playing and filling in one game, but he he was he always talks to you, doesn't he? He tells you the yeah, this the other. He tells you what you. 
afterwards, Luka, yeah, it's really good afterwards. Um, yeah. He does. The, the first year, it was difficult because he had one of the... Um, back when mixed destruction was a thing with... Yeah. I think he had a cunning rook and a... And the a, double a, a double, double stone on oh, or whatever it yeah. was. And yeah, he, it was really interesting because he's such a good player. And the thing was, he was stood up and attentive watching me deploy. And then as soon as I deployed the thing he was bothered about, he just relaxed and sat back down. And I could see at that point he knew he'd won because <laughs> I'd misdeployed. And the thing was, it, and he was, he was like proper focused. And halfway through deployment, as soon as I put some, I can't even remember what it was. But at that point, it had all washed away, and he was like, "Yeah, I've got this," and he sort of like sat back, and it and it was good, and you know, at that point, it was like, it, "Yeah, it's it's very enlightening." And then in the second year, uh, he'd obviously got all the maths for a better part of Valor. I'd never even played it, which is my well, own. It was so fresh, though. Well, it was like that week or something. Yeah. That, the new yeah. book had come out. I'd not, I'd not done anything, and not that England get things earlier or anything, you know. But... I went and burned most of my objectives to what he goes. I was like, yeah, I'll burn that. He's like, yeah, yeah. I went, I'll burn that. And he just looked at me. The eyebrows went up. And I thought, oh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, that'd be the, uh, my burn. And he's like, right. And then afterwards, he was explaining it all to me. And no, he's a proper gent. So, so no, he's a, I'm, I'm glad that he won. Because he's obviously had, he's had twins this Yeah, he's had the twins this year, though. And, you know, he's only coming out when it matters. He's going to the big events and just taking them out. So he'll he'll be up there. Yeah, good fun. Cool. So that's uh, that's Wrath of God King. Well done, Adam. Young Adam, son of son of Lee. Um, sure, we'll see more of him in the future. So it's the future. Yeah, he is the future of uh, AOS in Scotland. Surely. Think of the children. Think of the children. Yep. So that's Wrath of God King. So that I guess brings us on to well rankings. I've got written down here next. Also. Yes. Just to drop. Mm. If you do want to beat Skaven, the best way to beat Skaven is to buy Skaven. <laughs> and my games code is LI1904. Let's have a Skaven only tournament. It, I've, yeah, I've beaten him twice, I think, now with Slanesh, and I've been lucky both times. Uh, no, there's a legs in Slanesh, there's a legs in other new books, so. So, so that slash are really good, but they rely on your opponent not playing as well, or you you could be double turned. I think you'd lose most games if you're double turned with Slanesh at the moment, just because we're quite. I'm waiting for an FAQ. That's kind of like where I'm at right now. That's why speaking of six, I didn't want to take them to Six Nations without an FAQ. I didn't want to. Fall. Also, I didn't want to drop another 150 quid in a couple of weeks to get it painted, but it was you just don't want to be in that ambiguity area of where there's you need to ask a lot of things to be ruled. It's got to be this weekend, surely. That's three weeks, isn't it? That's three weeks. Yeah. I I think if if they do listen, I would push it to a four week window, if I'm honest, because it gives it a month to be played. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. it gives it two weeks to be played because obviously people in the first week are building everything. They then play for two weeks, which is still nothing. Yeah. Because how much games do people get in two weeks? Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. you've Good got a, you've got a week it's for fine, them to burn Just all the, the week. 
just do it the week after Six Nations because if it can be broken, it will be broken at Six Nations. Well, maybe that's a little... Yeah, I suppose. Andy Hughes, isn't it? So Yeah, he's pretty much got the, the old list I had, but he's got two keepers. Yeah. Uh, but it's nothing in these lists is broken. It's just good stuff. He's a good player. Uh, yeah, Andy's a very good player. I found it weird he wasn't taking the uh, his list that he's been taking to the heats, but obviously I think he... It's a it's a very good list, but it's a very it, it plays it well on its own. It just if you're lucky, you roll five pluses a lot for the brooch, and it works. But it does kind of do what it wants to on its own. It doesn't really need extreme finesse. It, I think that's always Death's problem at the moment is that the lists that are going to do really well sixty gram gas, but it doesn't rely you to. It's not with like a, a a fine knife. You know, I mean it just. Like hitting something with hammer, isn't it more than yeah. just a lot of bodies and a lot of dice? That's why, like, plague monks are doing so well because they get. I I always feel when I lose to Skaven, it's because of very few, a, a couple of lucky dice rolls or something gets rolled so high that it's unstoppable for you to deal with it. Like with the magics, the perfect example. If they roll like a ten on their casting, you, they add two to that or three to it, and you can't stop it, and then. You don't even have a chance to deal with it, which is the the big problem. I feel. Okay, so Skaven, play them basically to win. <laughs> play to win, <laughs> or wait for the German, the points to come out and them hopefully to be altered. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. A few months yet, maybe. Who knows? It's, they're only a couple, like two months, three months old, maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I think from the surge of plays, got to be a thing. Between them and Flesh Eater Courts. February is when they came out, because that's when the Carrion Empire came out. So Three months in. Almost four. Yeah. But when it drops, it'll be four to five. So again, because the prof- the points profile book is separate, they yeah. could probably drop something in a week before and get it published if they really wanted to. Well, we heard we heard Nathan's chat from Fest that from talking to Jervis and Co. that they're they're looking at a, an update probably sooner rather than later. So so yeah, I, I quite like. A, I don't know if I would like us to go to a six-month window like 40k because I don't no. feel AOS gets enough <sighs> games compared to what 40k does. No, I'd like to see. I I don't. I'd like. I mean, just thinking about how many tournaments we have as well, though. I know. I, I think I know. it's just too ter- too quick a turnaround. Six months. I think but, twelve but, months but, should be enough. I mean, I think everyone agreed that, and every, that was a kind of general chat, and I, I I certainly voted that in that in the survey that came out. You know. I, <sighs> I I survey, yeah, yeah. yeah but, then, but then, but then, Skaven comes out, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's so, it's so clearly." Yeah, but maybe you can do it in the immediate FAQ after. But they did. But the problem is, is talking of FAQs, I think when they said, obviously, the Fire Slayers one got fixed two days after they altered it. If Skaven was left longer for mm. its FAQ. I also would prefer if they're answering questions in the FAQ for the question that they're answering to be worded better because they word it sometimes in a way that it's the the questions I'm is got is so ambiguous. I still don't understand the flesh eater course question. The good answer. <laughs> oh, no, the, I, was, wasn't it a question? That was the errata, wasn't it? They yeah. That. I, they just re, uh, they just reorganised the words in the same order in the same fucking paragraph but they were doing that to fit because obviously you have a problem with the slanesh locus you don't like how the locus is different to 
all the other <laughs> combat stuff. Because obviously there's a conversation went last. This did this happened at the beginning of the week. You were like, why? Yeah. Are they doing-? Oh, I had like, a whinge. I had a whinge. It was tight. I was late. I was emotional and tired. You know. So. <laughs> but it makes it makes sense that this the Slanesh one protects it for future releases. The, yeah. the way that the other FAQ doesn't. The way yeah. the FAQ is because the FAQ will be gone if the if the handbook got rewritten or if the if the if the core rules got rewritten that would be put into the the general's handbook. Yeah, and well, the, yeah, that 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 whole that whole timing FAQ minutes. thing. Yeah, that's that that's that's got to appear somewhere in a book, surely. And I would yeah. hope it the general's handbook. And and, and here's the updates to your court rule book. And will it stay the same? Will they tweak it again? Who knows? You just don't know OGW. They they, they might tweak it. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, they keep falling back on themselves because they've removed yeah. some stuff and then they've allowed like they've released a new army book. Where you thought something would get got reworded because they FAQ'd it before and it's just been left the same way. Like yeah. Ethan's, for example. Before There's... Ethan Wings were told you couldn't charge into combat, they FAQ'd that you couldn't charge into combat with the move, but now by the wording, a two D six move is just a move and you can move within free for it. Like... They're still they're still trying to establish the kind of absolutes of ALS, aren't they? You know, they're they're still, they're still trying to establish the boundaries of thou shalt not do this or that or this is what's possible, and this oh, is not possible. Take Skaven. <laughs> but again, Skaven aren't the only problem, uh, Stu, and I think that's the problem. They are getting. I don't a bad, mind. They're getting a ban. They're get, They're getting the beating of the brush right now. Like uh, the problem is, is they have. They are such an underlying. And I, I, I would like to see someone win an event with Skaven that that does not have the warp lightning vortex in their army. Mm. I think and I don't think it's point. possible. That'll I go I point, surely. I don't know what you do to it to fix it. Putting it up in points means it doesn't get played, which is then the argument for what everyone else complains about, like Blood Knights being expensive and all those things. Well, it just make it, make, make, make it not double double tap when it's cast. That's just stupid. It, just, it, just should, it shouldn't activate when it's cast. It should only activate no. in the movement phase. It should also be easier to cast because I wouldn't mind it being cast on a 6 or a 7 mm. because it means I only need a 7 or an 8. To unbind it, not a natural nine, and a natural nine is a hard for a lot of armies. Yeah. Definitely, if you only have one caster, because you're giving up your cast to do that. It's like a twenty-five percent chance. Yeah, a nine, I think. I may be proved wrong, but that's what I believe it is. Sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds like math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, JP will we'll correct me. We'll take it. We'll take yeah. it. Take it. But it's not well, hard if you think about if with your armies like i've i've been playing against it with slanesh and i've got a re-rollable unbind and i still can't get rid of it a couple mm-hmm. of times i've played against it and it's just or i've got someone that's got a bonus to unbind so i'm rolling on an eight and i still can't get rid of it all these things that maybe need because so... they get bonuses to cast built in anyway they don't really need the extra but yeah beat skaven by playing skaven there we go. There's your tip, if you Mr. Hamper. Join them. Yeah, join or them. Play, or play Doc and get as much games as you can in before the points change. Or just just have a chat with uh, the Martin family because they seem to rule the the roost just now. So. Well, thank you. I just won two events this year, but okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's old news. That oh, Liam, old you're so, news. You're so, you're, you're so January and February. <laughs> uh, but if you look at the. <laughs> 
I would like to see what the game is going to look like in July, because that's obviously after the book. That's yeah. like two, three weeks after the points changes. I'd love to see the armies that come out. Will Doc still be the way they are? Will Feck still be the way they are? I don't know how you fix Feck either. If I'm honest, I don't know how you fix that. Other than you completely uh, rewrite the Gristlegore uh, allegiance. Yeah, that's, you rewrite that's... it. You rewrite it that only the the battle line units can yeah, just pile them when they die. Just that would be fine. Yeah. yeah. And, no, the and... no, the and zombie dragons because when they're all oh, right, you so they can then when they die get to attack. That would be. My oh yeah, I'm talking about the feeding that. frenzy. I think that should be just surfs. Feeding frenzy should be only no. if you kill the model. No, yes. no, 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 no. Yes. Eating frenzy should only be if you kill something, because you only eat it when it di- when it, you kill it. That's Maybe. the way it used to be. You, had to, you used to have to kill a unit to get to activate feeding frenzy. Now I'm just saying kill a model. It just means it becomes better at killing units rather than going, oh, I did a wound to your celestial prime. I did nothing to that. I'm going to go again. Doesn't make sense to me. Oh, well, life is strange. Well, right. there we go. On that bombshell, there was another question. <laughs> oh, go on. There was one from Kevin, and it asked, uh, <laughs> "Who was the one most likely to cheat?" And I know the answer to this. <laughs> have, you, have you heard this tale? Have you? So, so are you, uh, what... you going to release your confessions too? Is that what's going to happen here? Oh, no, no. Do you want me to tell you the real tale? All right. What happened? What this control. means? What this mean? What happens was there was a. There was, there was a game of Mr. and Mrs. at Bobo, um, and our Scottish tournament regulars from Hungary and Transylvania were chosen to sit up on stage and play Mr. and Mrs., um, where if you're the person uh, that the question... <laughs> I know where this You put is one hand up, and if, if it's the, your, your partner, you put up a piece of paper. So... Um, there were various people put up. Um, there were couples that were all there, and then there was a couple of brothers, and then there was Ad Mac and somebody else Pete that Foley. were Pete Scully, Sorry. Yeah. So they were all lined up back to back along the stage, um, and whoever won won the lair of the Astromancer or whatever it's called, the old uh, the old piece of terrain, the big the big nice Skullbane Mance type thing. And anyway, uh, the questions were coming out which were things like who's the best driver who's this who's that who's the who's the best lover and of course our um our friends that don't have the first language being being english were and and they have a different a a different way of reacting i suppose and and god bless them um so so the last question was who's the most likely to cheat and and our friend David's hand just shot straight up there instantly. Um, <laughs> and then Cat's piece, Cat just held on, and then a little piece of paper went up. And the, the compare there, John, was just, he went over and he goes, for fuck's sake, man, if there's one question you do not put your hand up to, it's this one. And he goes, I am very honest. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. But yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, a sight to behold. So fair play to them. They're a, they're a, they're a good couple and they were good sports. But um, yeah, David, if you ever listen, if anybody ever asks who's most likely to cheat, do not say you. 
That is not what you do. <laughs> so anyway, or go and raise your hand so eagerly either. That'd be a... No, <laughs> no, it was instant. And uh, did I tell you well about David winning the bird seed? You did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was part of. It. I don't know if that was before or not, but there you go. It was good fun. I don't think any else, anyone else from the Scottish contingent. Oh, Kev won a pair of glasses. Um, <laughs> That he came up to collect, and um, that we, he was told were left at Crimbobo, but somebody had actually stolen AD Max glasses um, during game three, and then um, <laughs> they gave them to Kev as a prize. <laughs> so <laughs> Kev went and gave them. I thought he was going to get a forfeit, but he didn't. But no, it was good fun. It was all good natured, and uh, yeah, I, if I can, I'll definitely go again. So cool. there you go, people. Go to Bobo. Great. So there we go. We can do a quick rankings update. I've just oh, yeah. pushed it through the spreadsheet today. Um, so there's been a few events added since last time. Um, there's there's Wrath the God King, obviously, uh, from a few weeks ago. There is a couple of battle bunkers from the Newcastle lads, a couple of small one dares that uh, Martin Swaffield forwarded on to me. So I've Chuck that in the mix. Cool. There's the mysterious Aberdeen event that was the same as Heat, mm-hmm. same day as Heat 2, which I have kind of against my better judgment put in the <laughs> the three names that I have, <laughs> the top three. <laughs> They're the ones that matter, to be fair. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that gives that gives points to the people at the top of the rankings table. So yeah, I'm a little bit kind of torn on this at the moment, but it's in just now, so we'll see what happens. It's it's kind of lost in the mists of time. No one knows the final order of the, the full event, but anyway, we'll, we'll we'll let it roll just now. It, it did make a huge difference, to be honest. So anyway, so let me just click on the right tab here. Um, turning that all through. So this is. Uh, Quick run through the top 20. So there's been a few movers and shakers. Uh, 20th position, Spadge. He's still hanging on. Oh, go Spadge. So he's got his uh, he's got his master's place as things stand at the end of May. Um, 19th place is Mr. Harper, the hero. He's uh, They're both on three events, so they've maxed their points at the moment. That's good. Um, a couple of random names here. So Stu Wolf. Uh, one of the Newcastle guys. He's he's done obviously quite well down there. Um, he's tickling into 18th place. Jamie Ferguson, a new entry, 17th. So he's just recently come back, pushing Skaven around. Obviously, so he's played Wrath of God King and the Aberdeen event, which he which he won. So he got some points there. So that that that's made an impact there. Phil McGuinness, another Skaven player. So. Fourth place at Bobo. That doesn't count for these rankings, unfortunately. But he's been doing okay all year. I don't know if he's played Skaven all year or not. I can't remember. But he's uh, he's got his three events. He's in the sixteenth no, place. Deepkin at the beginning of the year. Deepkin, oh, they're rubbish, aren't they? So anyway, um, John Craig, fifteenth place, two events. So he's still got one in his bag to to deploy to get him further up the table. Empty your sack, John. Empty your sack in deep, John. In deep. Um, we've got the most uh, the most playingest player of, of 2019, Matt Rennie, with uh, six events. Season 14th, he's dropped a couple of places, as did John, as did Phil. Um, young Adam Martin, son of Lee, he's he's jumped up nine places with his win at Wrath of God King. So he's in 13th, 13th place, 169 points. Um, 
Matt Roberts dropped a, dropped a few places. Uh, he's got four events. He was at Wrath of God King with his gits. Didn't didn't do particularly well. I think he faced Adam and Lee, so <laughs> he Ooh. faced both the Martins. The pain of Martins. <laughs> yeah. Um, biggest riser, Ian Spink. We all know this name. He's uh, one of the Newcastle guys, one of the guys that did well with Bone Splitters at the UK Masters. He's clearly been flying high down there. He's not graced Sterling Shores yet, so, however, he still makes it up the rankings. He's up in 11th. Three events, 182 points. Stu West, 10th place. I'm slipping. You've down, dropped two places, but you've gained a few points. You've, you've narrowed the gap. So you're on 209. Uh, just behind Ross, Joyce, He's jumped two places, 211 points, four events. He, he did well at um, Wrath of God King with his Stormcast shooting list. Which brings us up to Nathan, young Nathan. He's not with us tonight. He's He dropped a place down to eighth, as did David Nemeth, dropped a place, as did JP, dropped a place. Um, all because John Bayliss, courtesy of the Aberdeen event, where he came second, I think, with Slanesh, he's jumped himself up with his third event up to fifth. Um, otherwise, top four unchanged. Craig Graham in fourth, Mike Callahan in third, Lee Martin in second, and good old Liam still out in front. 262 points, five events, still number one. Top of the tree. It's all Liam. Well. What was that? I wasn't relative? I thought I heard. I thought I heard I wasn't relative. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can't even compete now. The next big tournament we've got is Northern Invasion, isn't it? Yeah, fuck yeah. Do you always play? I can't play it. Cry Havoc many, coming up. It's, it's, too many people. it's growing. Is Cry Havoc ranked? Yeah, yeah of course it is, yeah. yeah. Is it? It's the 15th, yeah, though, uh, so I don't know how you would be. 15th no, of what? June. Two, June. two weeks after Six Nations. Well, one you day know. you never know. Problem. Three games. Um, I forgot it... to lose. I forgot to lose. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Fuck him. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh. All right, wait, wait two weeks of when we can make jokes about it. Then you'll be. Into... <laughs> yeah, Jesus. No, 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 no. It's the... too raw. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so after that, though, after Northern Invasion, what we've got? We've got Warpath in August and Onslaught in September. Two days in September, they'll be, they'll be, that'll be a big one, I think. Yeah, that'll, that'll attract folk. Yeah, I think so. You'll probably have uh, something in July. Uh, Northern Invasion. You, you got anything else? August? No. no. Well, August is Warpath. Warpath. One day. That's a one day, isn't it? Yeah. When's thingies one marks? Is that September? That's on slot. Yeah. That's on slot. Yeah. That's the two day. That's the, that's yeah. the last two days of the year, basically. And then we've Howling's got one day. Yeah, Howling in October. But it'll be big. Howling was big last year, so. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you're everybody's making know. the last scramble to get into the Masters, aren't they? Well, that's it. That's it. I know you're all desperate to know where I am. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just outside the top twenty. I'm in. I'm in forty sixth place. With, uh, okay, good. <laughs> get some of that get some of that dalphrite or whatever the diarolite yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm going chemical baby that's it just just have that at the table just say I drink it while you're playing right? I feel I'm slipping better take a drink yeah. be alright yeah. Northern Invasion will sort you out how many how many events have you been to 
Oh, just just the three. <laughs> You've not been to a big two day yet, though, have you? <laughs> no. 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 Uh, no. Was it hot for the old weren't you? Uh, oh, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Northern Invasion's where it's at, and then you've got Onslaught. That'll change yeah. everything. I'm, I'm getting scathing on the go. I'm, I'm pulling it oh, down. Oh, no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> silly. You've got That's all right. Up. When he plays them, they'll, be, they'll just be crap again. That's what happens with Scott. <laughs> he's, he's on Doc Army sitting in the wing as well. That'll be sure. I know. I'll, I'll, lend, I'll lend you a Legion of Night Army, Scott. You'll be right. It's a 10 year old's list, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be okay. You'll be able to play it through really fast. Drunk. Yeah. That's what it's designed for. It's a coaching call. Yeah, she'll come and roll your dice for you. She's good at it. She's going to come and I think she's coming to be my assistant at Northern Invasion, so she'll be invaluable. So I'm looking forward to it. Right. Is that us then? Is that us? Let me check the rotor. Let me check the thing. Yes, rankings update. Finish. So let's finish. (laughs) Okay, so that's goodbye from Orkney. Goodbye from Aberdeen. And goodbye from Glasgow. Yes. Thank you very much. It's not really Glasgow, is it? Let's be honest. No. Posh Glasgow. Yeah.